do 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 switch mania playcast all right welcome to episode 10 of the switch mania playcast shack fuasode shack fuasode i've been practicing that all day oh my god <laughs> and the late episode of the, the switch mania yes. playcast again life <laughs> rears its head the good news is I don't think I'll be interrupted by uh, waking children tonight. But the funny thing is, this is like the one episode I've been so excited to really talk about the game, and it kept getting pushed back. And I'm just like, oh, I just really want to dive into Shaq Fu, and every day something came up, or I was traveling, and now it's Saturday night, but here we are. <laughs> Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> and, and what's ironic is, is you know... Besides for the whole, please leave us, you know, ratings and feedback, and we appreciate everything, uh, all the different comments and everything. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to do one thing before Shaq Fu, and over the last week, we actually had a giant Nintendo announcement. So, I mean, we definitely have to start off the episode talking about the Switch Lite. Yes. That. That was crazy. So this was Wednesday, I believe, that the announcement was made early in the morning. Like, I woke up, it was around 7, 8 in the morning, my time, and then, you know, the trailer came out, and wow, what, that was pretty much what dominated everything Nintendo Switch. My, um, my favorite thing was everyone was like, I told you so, and it's like, Uh there was, the thing was, there was really no, um, there was really no, like, question that they were bringing this out except for that Nintendo like denied it because there were reliable sources um, plus a lot of Chinese yeah. like add-ons and accessories for it already so there was no reason why this wasn't coming out um, I had no clue what colors and all that stuff um, right but I already knew like what it looks like and is exactly what was shown <laughs> so it's nothing new but it's pretty cool. Um, so what are your initial thoughts on it? Because, like, for me, <laughs> for me, it's like my daughter steals my Switch. Mm-hmm. And so this will be perfect for her. She'll be able to play Minecraft on it. I mean, that's literally what she does. Play, yep. ma- makes me plays Minecraft. Um, and, I mean, she has a bunch of other games, too, that she likes to play. But it's, you know, like Mario Kart 8, Mario Party, and stuff like that. Right. Smash Brothers, but this will be perfect for her. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this? I like it. I mean, you know, they made the announcement. I thought, oh, good. You know, it's a, it's smaller. It's more portable. It's meant to be not docked, and that's you know the big thing is that it's on the go. So, the the controllers, it's not Joy Cons, but the controllers are attached, and you know, it's smaller, probably more a little more lightweight, and it's a hundred dollars less than than the main Nintendo Switch console. I think it's smart. I think it's good. I think it's a great entry price point. And especially, like you said, you know, for families that have kids that have been taking the consoles or somebody who travels a lot that, you know, just wants something that's a little bit easier to carry, I think I think it's good. Um, the colors, you know, we can get into on what we think about the colors. But I think overall, I, I like the Nintendo Switch Lite. I'm, I'm a fan of it. So, of course... 
It's pretty funny that it's called the Switch that no longer switches, though. Because it switches how you play. Because the Switch, you're supposed to like be able to switch the Joy-Cons out. There's no switching the Joy-Cons out. Switch it from handheld mode to TV mode. Can't switch it from handheld mode to TV mode to hand, to uh, kickstand mode. Because they remove the kickstand, too. It's just mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, of course, like... For me, I like the ability to play it on the TV, but I play a lot of handheld anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the ability to be able to play it on a, a big TV as well. So, right. so, I mean, if I didn't own a Nintendo Switch, I would probably still go for the main unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, but on the other side, they brought back the D-pad. Yes. Um, they're hopefully going to go over all the different buttons and everything and make sure it's all perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. a little bit smaller to fit in pockets or bags easier, which is good for a lot of people that travel. Mm -hmm. It's freaking really awesome. Um, the colors from, like you mentioned, talking about the colors, you have gray turquoise, which we're showing for the YouTube listeners Mm -hmm. and yellow. And my daughter immediately wants turquoise. Like that's what she said. Like, and and pretty much every kid that I I heard is all want turquoise. So turquoise is going to be the one that sells out, guaranteed. <laughs> well, those are the first three, but there is one more that they did announce that's coming two months later in November, and that's the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I showed I her that one with the blue I, buttons and the pink buttons. I like it. I mean, you know, as a collector, my goal is to get all the different colors, but. If I had to pick just one right now, I would go for the Pokemon one. Like, I could wait, you know, past September. I don't need the Switch Lite, obviously. I have the main one, and I've been using that for, what, three years? since. Yeah, uh, well, in the third year now. But the Pokemon one, like, to me, that's a true collector edition. That's the limited edition one that's going to come out right in time for the holidays. It will sell out. There's, I mean, even people who wouldn't want this love Pokemon, love the sketching on the back, the etching. So to me, that's, like, the number one I would go with. But if I had to pick one of the colors, I like turquoise or yellow. The gray is a little plain, but the turquoise or yellow is nice. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it can be hit or miss depending on the colors. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of features that are going to be not not missing from this, but just different. So they got rid of the IR sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, they got rid of the rumble. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and again, like, watching this video, it's kind of funny because they they were, like, showing, like, what it doesn't have. Like, whenever, right. like, how how often or when have you ever seen a promotion video where it shows, oh, this <laughs> doesn't have this and this doesn't have that. Like, that's how it went. And it was, like, it was kind of humorous, actually. It's, it's the most Nintendo thing they could have done. Like, like, we know what we're not doing. Yeah. Well, they know that people are going to complain. Like, oh, what's yeah. it not? So, so they just nipped it right in the bud. That's that's what they did, and the thing is, though, is it is going to support um, the Bluetooth controller connections. So mm-hmm. I guarantee you, somebody's going to create a little kickstand for this or something. Some, oh yeah, some way to to display it, and um, of course, you know, we're doing a custom arcade with the uh, Switch Collector book, and now this won't fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll may, maybe we'll have to offer two options. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> in that in the 2019 book, we will. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. Is it like it's interesting though? All the accessories and everything. It's kind of mm-hmm. like kills that, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I did see that the first accessory that 
at least Best Buy and Amazon are showing is the Switch Lite official case. So there's going to be, you know, a few more things, new grip cases probably for the sizes and whatnot. But, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, they came out, and you're right. They were like, it's not going to support this. It won't be able to play all these games. But it's $200, and it's on the go. How many games in all reality does it not play? I mean, obviously, like, out of the box, 1-2 Switch is one. Also, I think... Wasn't Mario Party Mario Party one of them that people were saying? Yeah, Mario so become, Party. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about the main games that people would be playing, Super Smash Brothers, Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, the Pokemon games, they're all going to be compatible. Mario Party is a pretty big one, actually. It is. And I don't think it's enough to say I'm not going to buy it because of that one game. No, 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 no. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, and and of course, like. Now that we have this, mm-hmm. we already talked about it, and we're like, well, there's going to be a lot of Switch hype in September, right? Yeah. A lot of Switch hype in September. When better to launch the Switch Collector Volume 1 than Ooh. Right before this? Right I before think it would be launch. a great time. I think it's a perfect time. like Because you're going to have all those people that are hyped about the Switch, getting the new Switch, wanting to know what games are out there. So we mm-hmm. go back in time to the first year, and then you got those that aren't going to adopt this, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, let's go to this retro part where we're going to start the Switchopedia. Yep. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's what? like the Switchopedia is, is happening. There's going to be a whole new group of people that are playing the Switch for the first time come September, because I have friends that don't even have the Switch, and they said, oh, the Switch Lite's coming out, 200 bucks. I may go for that one. Then you have all the families with the kids, which means there could be a whole new crop of games that are going to be bought for them. And now's a good time to start buying some of those older used ones. But which ones are out? Well, our book is going to tell you. Well, yeah, and I do think that there's going to be probably a price drop on the original Switch as well. You think so? By the holidays. there's, there's Hol- God, Yeah, I, I could see the holidays. Um, yeah, because the Pokemon one comes out in November. Black Friday is a perfect time to have a sale. Last year they did the the special Mario Kart 8 uh, bundle collection, and that was only that really was a Black Friday edition. And then after it sold out, it was gone. So they could always do that again, or they could just take the existing ones and, like you said, they could do a price drop, even if it's temporary. So yeah, yeah there's going to be a lot of options for for new and returning Switch collectors and gamers probably a lot of used ones too like for the original switch like a lot of people will be at least enough to probably be noticeable at used game stores um, mm-hmm. that people are trading in to get the switch light i mean I yeah can, you think they would trade the original one in i think so because they're supposed to make it so you can easily transfer between yeah switch and switch lights right now i guess it's not super easy um, I know you can sw- transfer like a profile, so I'll transfer. But they also said that you can play the game on multiple consoles, which is good because yeah, yeah. My thing is is that like having to rebuy all of our, our Switch games for the other one for my daughter right. would be would be a pain. So hopefully mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. I I do like the I guess I'll call it argument that everyone's like, oh, it's two hundred dollars, but why can't I dock it into the TV? And all in my mind is like, well, that's not what they're positioning this as. It's not meant to be played at home on the TV. But everyone was, everyone wanted 
all the features, but for $200, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, in all reality, cutting out those extra components is what's going to help cut the costs. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's why there won't be a permanent price drop on the on the Switch, the original. Right. But I think they're going to do something to stay competitive. I mean, and it's really cool that we're going to have more hype around the Switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's going to keep things fresh. Now... Where we haven't seen official confirmation and, mm-hmm. and even like accessories or anything like we saw for the light is mm-hmm. everybody's still talking about, well, I'm just going to hold out for the Switch Pro. Yep. And the Switch Pro, I mean, if they're going to do one, it'll probably be next holiday because they're not going to mm-hmm. release it this soon. But it's, no. it's just like they'll probably call it the Switch XL or something or Switch Lite XL. or It's the most Nintendo thing that they could possibly do. They would just add another name onto it. And so, like, it'll probably be something like this with an extra large screen or something mm-hmm. that's bigger than the original Switches and ups the specs somehow. Or call it the new Switch Lite XL. Or something ridiculous, like a million names. Like, as a collector, I'm glad they didn't say, like, oh, here's the Switch Lite and here's the power switch. Here's the advanced one. And my mind's like, oh, great. As a collector, I kind of want to go for both, but I'm just going to go broke even that much faster. Yeah. But you're right. I, I don't think they wanted to to take away from the announcement and the release of the Switch Lite, because I think that's what would have happened is they would have just, I feel like nobody would have thought about the Switch Lite. They would have said, okay, well, now there's a heavier version that does more, or the base one that exists now. I'll just go with the base one. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, too, is smart marketing means that they're just going to mums the word on anything else and focus on this right now, which is smart. I mean, mm-hmm. and and they're going to hit the casual market again, which is what they're looking to, to dive back into. Because with the Switch, it opened up the fan base wider than it had with the Wii U. And now they're trying to dive into that Wii casual handheld gamer market because they're kind of cutting the 3DS market away. And mm-hmm. this is essentially a Vita or a, or a PSP. Like, if you look at it, it's like... Basically, it's a Vita now, which is yeah. with, with uh, excellent games. Um, right. The Vita's library is exploding with limited run games and stuff. So, I mean, it's really cool. So, I mean, this will probably be the best handheld that's been released. Yeah, and I like that people are going, well, what would happen if something happens with the Joy-Con, or not the Joy-Con, but the controllers in this, and you can't switch them out? And all I'm thinking is, how many handhelds have people have? And, I mean, personally for me, I've really never had an issue with the with the buttons on my PSD, on my Vita, on my 3DS, my DS, my Game Boy. And it's just funny that, you know, there were issues and there's still like issues with the left Joy-Con drifting. And I've had that issue and I've had to replace it. But in all reality, on a true handheld where everything's attached, how many times can we really say that we've had issues? I, I haven't. And I think that, you know, I think people are trying to find fault also. and Or not fault, but people are trying to find problems with it already. Well, I think and, that there were some issues with the Joy-Con, and now they're like, well, if those issues exist with this, how are we going to fix it easily? And, right. I mean, it'll be difficult, of course, but on the other side, like, I mean, the top of my Switch, the plastic is, like, pretty, it's pretty, like, light and flimsy, the plastic mm-hmm. on the top of the vents. And, like, some of mine broke, because I have a seven-year-old playing my Switch all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I changed out the back and made it clear, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah, I did that a while ago. But it also, because there was like little, there was a piece of broken plastic on it too. So 
Mm-hmm. I didn't change the front because I heard that was pretty tough, so I didn't mess with that. But yeah, I mean, I like customizing my Switch, anyways. I hear you. Now, I did take a poll after this announcement because I'm always curious what everyone on the Twitterverse is thinking about this. So I asked, you know, I asked that the Switch Lite's officially been announced. There's a lot of views on it, so who's going to be getting one? We had a thousand and two people who voted. Jeez. Yeah, that was that's probably my biggest poll I've ever had, which which was fun. I figured it was going to get a lot of a lot of responses, and we actually had 44 comments on it underneath it. But so 48 percent said no, they weren't going to get one. So half of a thousand <laughs> yeah. people. 18 percent said yes. 12% said only the theme ones, so like the Pokemon and any future ones. And 22% were unsure at this time, which which is fair because, you know, whether you have a Switch already, you have to think, do I really need another one? And if you don't, you have to wonder, am I better off just spending $100 more to get, you know, the Rumble feature, the IR, the docking, the bigger, you know, the bigger console, the replaceable Joy-Cons are switchable. But, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, a lot of the comments, I won't read them all just because it's a lot, but, you know, a few people... <laughs> One person, you know, bursting with geek said, honestly, I think $150 would have been a better price. For 100 less, you lose almost all the functions of a normal Switch, and it's not even 100% compatible. You still have to buy separate Joy-Con controllers for some games, and that puts you close to the price of a normal Switch. Uh, then, uh, a drink, a beer, and a game said, I like the look, but it's overpriced. Uh, K Skitty ten forty three said, "Wow, that's a surprising amount of nose. I'm surprised by that. Me too. I was actually surprised at yeah. almost." And I noticed uh, that the um the overpriced yeah. comments are interesting because like really two hundred dollars isn't terrible. Not I for mean, I mean I nowadays. Mean, it's, it's still I mean it's still going to play what I would say ninety to ninety five percent of the games that exist for the Switch. I would yes. go as far as to say ninety nine percent. Like there's only yeah. like a couple games. That's yeah, gonna play. Like, and, and I that's, can't even... That, and that's... It, they'll still be playable with Joy-Cons. Yes. Uh, so let's see. Enforcer266 said, I'll wait for the Pro version. They took out the best features, such as TV play from this mini. Smack my head. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Will B Gaming said, maybe not at first. Might hold off for a special edition and make it my on-the-go switch. Which, yeah, I think if you can easily switch the games or your account then that'd be perfect. I mean, it's, like I said, it's smaller, it's it's more portable, I mean, and if I don't have to do a lot of work to just turn on one and keep going with my game that I was playing on the other one, then to me, that's a win. I, I will say that if they create a Zelda Breath of the Wild version, I will be on that. Like, it's but, it's done. Funny you should say that, because at Drucifer89 said, I was put off at first, but now I really want one. Don't know if I'll get it at launch, but if they release theme ones, then I'm sold, especially a Zelda Switch Lite. OMG. But the Pokemon one looks awesome, so I might pick that up. You gotta think, like, classic Nintendo with handhelds is they always release themed ones. Oh, yeah. Ever since the Game Boy Advanced SP, they released a Uh, Zelda one. I have the Zelda one of that. My favorite is the 3DS, the original 3DS link between worlds yeah that design is amazing but then i do have what you were mentioning the new 3ds xl majora's mask one that's that's the one that i played but of course i haven't played it since uh metroid 2 right that's it's been a long time it's been collecting dust but i can't find my actual link between worlds one it's in a mario case somewhere in the house Mm -hmm. and my wife is using it to play and she can't find it (laughs) <laughs> just to, just explain to me because this is where I'm very c- 
confused by Nintendo. So this is coming out on September 20th. There's a very big game coming out on September 20th, which you know. It's Link's Awakening. Yeah. I don't understand how there wasn't a themed one on release day that either bundles it with the game digitally, physically, or maybe not even at all. Like, you know, and it just has, you know, a, a, a design on it. But I feel like that is just such a missed opportunity because so many people are picking that game up. Mm, There's I so mean, much hype about it because of the collector editions overseas that I think people who were even doubting getting the Switch Lite would have absolutely picked up a Zelda one. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is who's to say they, they have time to announce do. a Zelda one? And they still might. Um, if they do, I'm all over that. And yeah. that's going to be it. But And I'll have to have two, which sucks, because that's $400. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're already spending eight. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, like... The thing that's crazy is I still haven't pulled the trigger on Link's Awakening yet overseas because I just don't like the giant, like, ESRBs and all that stuff on all the other ones. Like, I like mm-hmm. the Cero or whatever it is, that rating yep. over in Asia. I like that one because it's tiny. And I'm like, why well, can't they make the other Well, which one don't you like? You don't like the, the USK German, like, big rating? Because the Peggy yeah. one's about our size. Yeah, the Peggy one's all right, but it's I just don't like how the text is centered on the spine and the, like it's because it's not consistent like of course all my european ones but this will be a u.s release game so mm-hmm. it's kind of like getting a greatest hits or uh you know a different type of release like the mario maker 2 with the red stripe it's like i want it to look as normal as possible mm-hmm. and that's the only thing so i might have to wait and get the extra item separately or something i'll figure out something so did you you wanted just the steel book or you actually wanted everything in the because the only difference between the US really and the the EU is the steel book. And I don't know if you saw that I've been posting, but Nintendo Soup is offering a version that's the game and the steel book. And I did talk with them because some people were mentioning that in the image it showed the ESRB rating and they were wondering, well, is this really a US rating one? So it is going. It is a Asia release, but it has an ESRB rating on it. But it'll have different text on the back, so it won't be identical to the like the US release. Yeah. But it's going to have English, and you can get the steelbook. I think they're selling it for eighty, so it's not. I don't think too bad of a price if that's the only way to get it. But you know, myself like others were very upset that all these collector editions are coming out overseas that we're just not getting. Well, and is the is the art book is that in English? Well, the art book isn't through Nintendo Soup, but the yeah. If but you bought, the it, if you bought it off Amazon English. UK or uh, Game UK or any of those UK sites, it is in English. Oh, that's good because they also have like a little cover for that book, right? Like there's like a little box or something. Yeah. See, I don't know if the art book that we're getting is going to be different than the one that they're advertising overseas because that one looks like to be a hard cover, and yeah. it comes obviously in a bigger box because it's going to have the steel book. But I. I would be it would be very weird to me that they would release two separate art books in regions because I feel like that's just a lot of extra work to do. Yeah. But right now the cover in the U.S. looks to be almost paperback. It doesn't look like it's a hardcover. So I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see until you know at Nintendo's online site they tease it or they show it off or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I, I have every yeah. for every Zelda from every region CIB. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually I'm going to get them all, but I'm a patient collector and I don't need it all pre-ordered. And I mean, if, if I've seen anything within the last week, the pre-orders are like insane right now. There's so many, 
<laughs> games coming out to where it's like I could have thousands of dollars in pre-orders sitting out there. And yes, that would that would suck for some people. Yeah, JP. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just literally I'm only picking out those limited release company stuff that like is really out there that I got to get. I mean, I yep. did I did miss Freedom Planet because I was didn't even think about it, and I'm like, ow. You you have a a podcast with me. How did you forget to do this one? Because uh, last Friday I was supposed to get that one when the uh, the newest game. Um, yeah. went up and I didn't do that on Friday <laughs> and then like like literally didn't do it and I'm like oh I missed it so I was like yeah I'll find it um eventually because uh, number one what's great about this the community is the the versions for sale number two is I see limited run games at a lot of conventions and they bring extras mm-hmm. yeah that's how I got my River City Ransom Melee NES box yep it's true so I think it's time to uh, to dive into uh, Shaq Fu. Okay, sure. Let's do that. Do some Shacky Shaq Shaq Fu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! JP's trolling the whole world. <laughs> We're from. Oh, I don't make troll levels, so let's do Shaq Fu. <laughs> you know, I I saw your comment on it on the Facebook group, so I'm gonna let you give the background on this, and I'll see if you actually mention what you wrote what i wrote let's see uh-huh. i don't even know what i wrote now it's great <laughs> um so shack fu legend reborn is a 2018 beat-em-up game um developed by saber interactive and published by mad dog games it's the sequel to shack fu from the super nintendo and sega genesis uh released for the microsoft windows playstation 4 xbox one and the nintendo switch Woo-hoo. The game received generally negative reviews upon release. I don't um, know why. So now, the gameplay is way different than the predecessor. The original Shaq Fu is a fighting game with really floaty controls. Oh my it's god, yeah. horrible, horrible game. This is a beat-em-up. A um, lot of variety of moves, rolling, dashing, stunning enemies, different types of um, special moves, all that craziness. Yep. Um, this game started as an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign in 2014. And the goal was $450,000. Um, wow. Which um, the campaign got $473,000. Successful. Um, and basically, it went quiet for a while and then eventually ended up coming out in 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Then in June 29th, there was a DLC called Barack Fu, uh, awesome. The Adventures of Dirty Barry, uh, <laughs> based off our former uh, Commander-in-Chief, President Barack Obama, <laughs> which is hilarious. Is that who it was after? Uh, no, it was hilarious, like Shaft, basically. Um, and basically, I mean, with the Switch version, it was actually created, um, or actually, it was with, contained in the switch version on the yes. cartridge which was yep. awesome mm-hmm. um really cool because a lot of people are like oh what is this what's this thing and like hilarious um let's see here do we have any names so produced by artem paz hillenkoff and evnir shenilitkoff i'm i'm brutalizing butchering the names oh yeah for sure <laughs> um basically uh pretty pretty cool game um when it comes to the story (laughs) 
that's the thing. So I don't know what I wrote in um on when when I posted in the group or anything. Uh -huh. But my my basic thing is so Shaq Fu, Legendary Born, um pretty bare bones beat em up. Like droves and droves of enemies. Um but I played it in small stints. I played mm -hmm. maybe two, three levels at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. I, th I think there's what, six, six seven. levels in yeah. Shaku and two in Barakfu. Two in Dirty Berry. So, um, yeah. So I, I played it in smaller stints, um, but it's it's very very mediocre when it comes to the gameplay. Like there's not much to it, but the story's hilarious as shit. It, it's really funny. And, uh -huh. Like pop culture and everything, so I mean that the humor, everything makes the game worthy of playing, um, to me. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the Barakfu is just hilarious. Um, I actually preferred Shackfu over Barakfu though because it seemed like Shack was a little more powerful, whereas mm -hmm. you had to do a lot of hit and run with with Barakfu. You had to like shoot a little bit and move mm -hmm. around. Um, the other thing I didn't really care for um, was there was a lot of reliance on stage, um, stage like weaponry. So there's mm -hmm. like you grab like a little barrel and you bullet over enemies and you like do that for a whole cycle. Then you yeah. grab signs and you smash enemies. You do that for a whole cycle. Like and then you grab a power up and you turn into cactus shack, shactus. Oh, um, that was awesome. You start shooting, but it's like. I don't know. It's just like it just felt like you're just trying to get to the next section, whether that rather than like playing and beating the crap out of enemies. Like, right? I don't know. Is I'm kind of on the fence on like like this. Like it's it's definitely a good budget title. If mm -hmm. it's if you can get this on a budget, it's definitely it's, good. On on Amazon right now, it's fourteen ninety nine physically. So for fourteen ninety nine, yeah. this is this is a good. That's a good buy. You'll get. You'll definitely get a good few hours out of it. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, I so, think so. What did I say on the on, oh. the on the group? No, you pretty much said that you surprisingly it was a fun game and you enjoyed it. So I think you went into it thinking that this was going to be garbage, and then you ended up enjoying it. So I liked it when I saw that because you had already beaten it at that point, and I hadn't even had time to start it yet. But I was like, okay, well Jeffrey likes it, so that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I I agree with you. I think. You know, it was a little uh, repetitive. Well, not a little, but a lot of repetitive in, wow. in the sections. But I, you know, because this is our show and we assume that everyone's played this game, we can spoil things. I really like the final level when he, the music is playing and he's like, just hold up, hold up, stop. Who's in charge here? And the developer starts talking to him. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, can we be done with like the, the, the onslaught of the same enemies? Can we change the music around? And to me, that was just perfect fourth wall humor. It's, it's acknowledging, like, yeah, we know what we're doing. Just change it up. Make it more fun. You know, put some rap music in instead. But And I really like that because the whole game, it was it was so funny. Like, I really, like like you said, I really liked the dialogue. And I thought the story was just so silly and funny. And, you know, people are, are surprised nowadays that, like, Leisure Suit Larry came out. But I tell you, they have not played this game then. Because yeah. <laughs> this is, this is T-rated, which... I mean, I have no idea. I know that, it, you know, there's not really cursing a lot, but I don't know how this game is T-rated with, like, the, the humor it has. And, like, I don't even want to say racism, but, oh, my gosh, they make fun of everybody. 
It's almost like a and, South Park episode. Yeah. I mean, I thought the animation, like the, the limited an- animation in it of the scene, of the cutscenes was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the dialogue was great. Yeah, the, the fighting was the same. But you know what? I really liked those levels. Like when I turned into like the powerhouse, I liked it. When I turned into the cactus, I liked it. Diesel I love when I picked power. Up- yeah, and I liked when I pick up the sign and you can slam the. It reminded me of Turtles in Time. You slam yeah. them right into the screen, but here the screen would crack. And, crack in my and, switch. And then the the <laughs> other way around it is you can hit them in the background, so you'd see them fall into the water or hit something in the background, which I thought was great. And all I thought is, what a missed opportunity to not include like a like a screen protector in the physical edition as a joke. Oh yeah, they definitely could have. <laughs> I think that would have been great, but yeah, I. I really enjoyed it. Like, I did the same thing as you. I played it in small bursts in the beginning, bursts. So I did, like, level one, two, three on its own. And then I was traveling this week. So at the airport, I kind of just banged out four through six one way. And then on the way back, I did Barak Fu just together because it didn't take that long to beat two levels. And I really liked, I really liked it. I mean, I think this is, like, one of my more favorite games on the Switch now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I do think... It would have been great to have two players on here because this is only one player in both um, both yeah. stories. I think either having like Shaq and Barack team up and having that as an option, or Shaq and and Yeye. Well, I guess Yeye technically was dead in, in the story for the most part, but just having somebody else, I think, would have made it more hilarious because I could just picture the dialogue between the two. Yeah, I mean, that definitely would have been made it interesting having Couch Co-op with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, there was a DDR boss battle. Um, I didn't quite like it. It was just, like, quick time events. Yeah. Doing it. it was kind of iffy. Um, Did you like fighting the big butt? That <laughs> big butt was hilarious, though. <laughs> um, that, I mean, the, I wrote funny story with tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, now, going back to the game and playing it a few different times, the loading times are ridiculously uh. long. Yeah, it was very long. It's like a Commodore 64 game, like waiting for it to load at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. it just takes forever. Like it's just it's insane. Um, and of course you're just button mashing throughout the mm-hmm. game. Um, but did you die in the game? No. Did, what mo- what uh, level did you play it as? Um, I guess normal. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean no, the default was normal, but then there was hard and easy. Oh yeah, I think I played it in normal. I don't usually change. I like to okay. play it as whatever they intend you to play it as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, di- I didn't play it in hard. I know that. It, it wasn't hard. <laughs> like, it just, the game wasn't hard, so mm-hmm. there's no way that it was on hard. But, um, but yeah, like, I would say um, for sure that this game was a, is fun in, sm- in short stints, mm-hmm. but not a masterpiece. <laughs> but I don't think it was meant for that. I think it was meant to be over the top, funny, um, just a classic little little beat 'em up. Um, they tried to add some variety in there, but of course, you know, it's still a lot of repetition. It is. Yep. It is. But I, I don't know. After playing this, I, the only thing I was thinking is, where's where's the Shaq Fu anime? I could see that, like even like as an OVA, like a one or two episode thing. I think it, it warrants it. <laughs> so do we have any listener comments or anything oh yeah so as always i do a poll on twitter <laughs> so i said have you played shack Fu from wire productions on the switch if you have comment below on your thoughts and we'll read it on this episode and if you haven't played it do it so we had 205 people who voted oh geez so 28 percent said yes they have 
which means 72% had not played this game. And we did have quite a number of feedback, actually. I, I think this is one of our most that we've had people commenting. So we're gonna we're just gonna go through them. So here yeah, we go. Absolutely. So so at Chaz Hodges said, "Puh, an incredibly average brawler." I actually enjoyed the Brock Food DLC as the writing felt slightly stronger and the runtime was shorter. There was a lot of repetition in the core game to pad length. I would. And he also, I would agree. Yeah. He also said the humor overall really didn't land for me. It felt like it was making jokes and riffing on cultural reference points from all over the place without much coherency. The boss character parodies were so disparate that they felt like they had been drawn out of a hat. Okay. (laughs) Then I Love Rice said, I'll grab it once it goes on sale, but Shaq, my favorite basketball player. So if I Love Rice is listening, it's $14.99 on Amazon. No excuses. (laughs) Then at Hagen's Alley said, Dirty Barry for the win. Yep. Good, good comment. Then Joshua M. French said, yep, here's what I posted when I first played it. And he said, I honestly don't know how this game gets away with half the stuff it portrays, but all its sophomoric humor and unapologetic parody is a fitting throwback to early 90s beat-em-up like Streets of Rage, Final Fight, and the original Shaq Fu. It's dumb and repetitive, but pretty fun. So I agree with that. Nice. Then let me go back into the other comments. So... Because I had to go into Joshua's original tweet. So now I have to go back into ours. So let me just grab it. Do, do, do. Here we go. Okay. So after Joshua's comment, then we have at Drizzle. He said 2019 completion number 22 was Shaq Fu. And so that was his 22nd game that he beat with fairly borderline gameplay. At Croc O'Clock said, I have and I love the game. Fun, weird, and awesome. Yep. At Meatball2112 said, loved it and the Barack Fu as well. At Red McKnight said, how did you get the DLC? I can't find it anywhere. Well, on the physical, it was right in the options on the main screen. It let you select between the two games. So I don't know if it was the same if you bought it digitally. I just know that this was included in the physical release. So I can't comment I don't know if you had it physically or digitally. Um, yeah, I have it physically. Okay. So. For sure, yeah. So then at Thyler James said, DLC was only, oh, DLC was only for the limited physical copies, if I remember correctly. Okay, so they went back and forth. Then at Wired Productions actually responded. Nice. So they're the publishers of this game. They said, our hashtag, hashtag Shaq's hit game never caught on. And I, I have to say, I love that. But then the comments below are like, is it Shaq's hit game or Shaq's shit game? And I'm just like smacking my head. I'm like, well, what do you think? It's the hit game, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, they tongue-in-cheeked it all. So I oh, mean, yeah. They knew it was going to be ridiculous over the and, top. See, that's to me what makes uh, so not to go away from the comments, but that's what makes it so fun is like, I think they knew what kind of game they had, and they just made it as fun as possible. And that's all I could ask for in the game like this. You know, you're right. It's not a masterpiece, but I definitely think it's worth playing. And for $15, I think it's definitely worth owning. I think when it came out, it was only 30 So it's not like it was that bad of a yeah, price. I'm, I want to say I got it used under 20 Yeah. Okay, so let's keep going. So then at Red McKnight also said, I have indeed. Personally, I love it. Nostalgia for the original fueled that love. And to this day, I can still remember our original. <laughs> what? I'm making puking noises for the original. <laughs> I can still remember our original copy on the Sega Genesis coming with the music CD. So that actually makes me um, yes. think of something. Is 
you know, they have the theme rap song, which I think is awesome because during the credits, it plays the whole song. And even the music in the game, I found very catchy. And I'm thinking, oh, I wish I could listen to the music. And then I realized, oh, yes, I can, because I had bought the collector's edition from Wire Productions online store and it came with a CD. Ah. So I can't wait to put that in my car. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I will. You know I will. Yeah, you will. Your wife will be in there. She'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll be like a Shaq Fu baby. <laughs> okay, so at Pure Evil, or Purevil, said, Dear God, what bet did you lose to have to play that? I said, and I responded, Are you kidding me? I'm loving this game. The writing is spot on, and the beat em up action is quite fun. And he said, First positive thing I've heard about it. And then I said, Keep reading the comments on this tweet. Have you yeah. tried it yet? He said, No, review scared me away. I said, I think it's time you tried it. He's like, I can't afford it right now. And then somebody was like, it's only $14.90 on Amazon. He's like, thanks, but still out of what I can afford right now. Well, I hope he tries it. I hope after listening to this episode that uh, he realizes he needs to just get this game and play it so he can be part of the fun club. Okay. So we're <laughs> nearing mean, the end. It's all a thing of like prioritizing your, your budget, though. Like well, yes. saving up money for the the uh, Switch Lite and Zelda and all well, the Well, not crazy. the Switch Lite. They're saving up for the Switch Collector at this point. That's right. That's right. You need the money for that. And then in the next year edition, you can read about this game. So that's all good. <laughs> it's true. All right. So at Will Be Gaming said, I enjoyed the humor, repetitive gameplay, but not too long to wear out its welcome worth the play. At Muffin Snow said, a decent game that lasts just long enough to not wear out its welcome. At Joker5570, I'll be honest, it's one of the most fun and funniest beat-em-ups I've ever played. It's really a superb game, and it's a shame it didn't get more attention. At Chef Bake One, hell yes, that's a ton of fun. For the price and entertainment value, it's so worth picking up. At uh, Graham 91101370 said, honestly, I was terribly disappointed in Shaq Fu. I was so stoked after seeing trailers online and beyond sold after the Dirty Berry DLC was revealed. But I got the game and was just out and was out. I was put off by the janky repetitive gameplay, terrible humor in quotes, and just put off. And then he also said, Wired P usually makes quality games, and this is the only one, the only time that I've been that let down by them or by a single game in general. Nine out of ten would not recommend to anyone. Well, I'm the one out of ten that's recommending this game. <laughs> uh, and then we have two left. So AA Hansen78 said, Great humor. And Stevolin00 said, I don't even have a Switch. Ha ha ha. Sad face. <laughs> so, so those are the comments. So. As you can see, I think the people who played it, the majority of them, I think, enjoyed it. There are some that obviously just didn't, it didn't click with them, which is fine. I mean, not every game is for everyone. Me personally, I really liked it. And as I played more of it and I got further in the story, I just found it to be just a fun game. And even the repetitive nature to me was broken up by those power-ups or by taking a pole or a sign and trying to see how many of them I could hit into the screen. So I liked it. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good point is that doing those type of sections where you could hit guys with signs or bowl them over with barrels and all that or grab that gun in the background and be able to mm -hmm. shoot them down. Um, all of that did break up the monotony. Otherwise, it would have been very, very repetitive, even yeah. more so. And yes. I mean... I know now it's time for our recommendations, and I absolutely think that this is for fifteen bucks is a no brainer. Um, yeah. However, comma, now <laughs> that I've beaten it, I never have to play it again. 
<laughs> so that's what there is that. Like we've played it for the Switch Mania Playcast. It is. I I beat it. I beat everything on it. I have mastered it. Now I can go put away to the uh, to the adventures of Dirty Barry. It goes to the game store in the sky. No, I actually have one question before we wrap this up. Is that in the game you're collecting coins and you're getting points? Yeah. I don't know what that was for. Nostalgia? It has a score. I don't know. <laughs> well, it has a score, right, on the main screen that tells you the points that you got. But unless I missed it, it didn't unlock anything. It didn't do anything. So to me, I thought that was just random. Yeah, I mean, it might just been there just to be there. I didn't see any reasoning behind it. And also, I do have to say that, you know, we look back at the original Shaq Fu, and for up until 2016, 2017, I always thought I loved the Shaq Fu game for the Genesis. Like, I thought this was, like, that game that I just absolutely loved. And then I had gotten it again through Video Games Monthly, and I played it, and I was like, wait, this is a fighting game, and it's horrible. And I was like, was I, like, that wrong about this game? And then, no joke, I realized I was thinking of the wrong basketball game. I was always thinking of Michael Jordan. <laughs> you remember that from the Super Chaos Nintendo? In the windy, Chaos in the Windy City. Yes, yeah. that game is awesome. And <laughs> I was like, wow, I completely thought that was Shaq Fu this whole time, like for years. And now I finally have a Shaq Fu game that I'm proud of. So that's my recommendation. Play it. So you, what you're saying is you want the second playable character to be Michael Jordan. That would, With Wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? I'm just saying Who? I actually want the developer in the game. You get know, that, he had a get little that license worn. Get that <laughs> license. <laughs> oh, I, I do also love that that Shaq was a poor rickshaw driver. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, I love that he's like afterwards, he's like, I am just a poor rickshaw driver. I was like, You're Shaq. He's Asian. That's what oh my <laughs> God. Like, it's That's just, so funny. So crazy. And then the twist ending. Woo. <laughs> million twist endings and, stuff. Uh, and then was, you, you literally go on a vacation to uranus as uh oh my god Barack, Barack Fu. <laughs> oh when he goes to the paris fashion show and you're fighting them with bread and every time you get a with barack obama every time you get the, the uh power up it's nicotine menthol uh-huh. It's like that's sweet. Don't tell Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, like he's with Michelle, and they're all smoking. Uh-huh. All smoking. Don't you talk about the flow this like that? <laughs> it's like ridiculous, ridiculous. So uh, now we have to go over the next game. So I mentioned yeah. one game to you, but I have. I'll give you a couple of options. There's there's a few games that would be fun to play. So my first one was I was jokingly saying we should play Laser Kitty Pew Pew. Which is like a dollar fifty game. He plays a giant cat head to shoot laser eyes and out of my, my out of my price range. My daughter yep. and I have been playing. It's been hilarious. Like, <laughs> like it's been funny. I got it for free with gold coins. So oh nice. But so the question I have for you is: Do you want to play a first year game or do you want to okay. play a recent limited game? Because there's two different games that I have in mind that would be fun to play. Well, we've got only until Wednesday, so that's limited time. Yeah, and so even, I would and say both games, both games I have in mind are quick yeah. plays. Are quick they're, plays? They're both quick plays. Yep. Hmm. And you want me to choose? Yeah, you get to choose either from a limited one that I want to play, or a or a one from 2017 from the first year that would help me write for that section because. Well, like, well, Switch Collector Book is going to be launching soon, so let's go with 2017. 
All right, so so my choice for this week is a little-known game called Tumble Seed. Oh, okay. On the Switch. So I've heard of it, but I don't actually know what it's about. It's so. a digital only that I would love to see get a physical release. Um, well, I'm writing it down now, and I'm going to download it. And if you've ever played the arcade game Ice Cold Beer, where you have like a little little metal bar and you bring up a marble up on an actual physical play field. It's not a, it's not a video game. It's actually a mechanical game. Oh. Um, this is a video game version with an entire Metroidvania story. <laughs> and it's not too long? No, no. It's, it's fun in small stints. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, played actually- it, I played it like a while ago um, and I would love to dive back into it. There's, a, there's some roguelike elements too, so... That I want to see if I can get past that. You're making me spend fourteen ninety nine on a game. Is it fourteen ninety nine? I will do it, but it's oh a. Oh my! It has. It says new Four Peaks update, revised difficulty plus two player battle now. What? There's two player battles in online. We can play online. <laughs> uh, let's, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm not oh. going to read what it is because we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says. Well, it says number of players one to two, but I don't know about. Now, if you don't want to spend the fourteen ninety nine, we can go to the limited game, and we can. All right, maybe I should one. hear what the limited one is. So, if if we choose the limited one, it's going to be Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when I can play with my wife too, and that's a very short game. Like, if we play all the modes, it's going to take a while. But like to collect all the ten ship pieces, not going to take that long. Okay, this is a tough one then. Yeah, I do have because we have, I do have copies. We both have physical copies of Toe Jam and Earl. I, you know what? Let's let's do Tumble Seed this time. Let's do Tumble Seed. I I will want to do Toe Jam, but I want a little more time to play that one yeah. because I have a feeling that I'm just I'm gonna want to go through the whole thing, and I don't like feeling rushed. But if Tumble Seed is you think a little bit on the shorter side. Then I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the trailer for it now. So yeah, let's go with Tumble Seed. You know what the irony is? Is you say you don't have as much time, but usually you don't start playing until Sunday. Or Monday. I don't. It's, it's true. Because <laughs> I mean, like you said, you saw me post my um, when I beat Shaq, but I think I ended up beating it either Saturday night or Sunday. Uh huh. Yeah. So it was like because I played it before that, so I usually play the Thursday after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I haven't played Tumble Seed in a while. It'd be fun to play. That's fine. As we're talking, I'm downloading it right now, so I'll have it. Nice. So yeah, we will be playing Tumble Seed, everyone. And then maybe in the future we'll play some Toe Jam and Earl. Yes. I, yeah. I will say we will absolutely, because the guys behind it are completely awesome on social media. I, I feel lucky enough that I've gotten to talk with them. And, you know, I'm going to do a little plug-in for Switch Player Magazine. I interviewed Human Nature a while back, right before, right after, I think, the either right after Limited Run Games opened their pre-order or right before it. But I did an interview with them, with the found, uh, actually with their, I think their social media person. So if you have Switch Player Magazine, go find that old issue in it where I interview them. But yeah, I think they're great. And they're someone that I absolutely would want to have on the show also. And I think they would be up for it. They just seem like those cool kind of guys. So I think when we have a little more time, we could plan ahead to make sure that they'll be on the episode as well. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, 
And I actually, sorry, I know I'm just interrupting you, but I would like to say as we're talking about interviews, if you haven't already listened to uh, Jeffrey had the pleasure of interviewing Mad Gear Games mm -hmm. for the one of the Playcast episodes we did in the past for A Whole New World. So that interview went up earlier this week, I believe. Yeah, and it was super so, fun. Yeah, check it out. It's a great, it's a great interview, and they even talk about their upcoming physical Switch release from First Press Play. Yep, they got that coming up. And, yeah, yeah, First Press, and then um, they also talk about their game in development too. Mm. The Kimono Warriors and the Kimono Warriors. It looks really, really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a fun interview though. And, yeah. Yeah, anytime we get developers on, I'm more than happy to, to chat with them about what they're doing and what they're working on. It's super yes, absolutely. We always we welcome everybody onto the show. Yep, exactly. And like, yeah, it's going to be interesting with this this crazy Switch Collector book too because that book's going to be big. But like, I had some developments too with it, so it's it's going to be super interesting. And and now that I know our deadline, I'm gonna be writing my pieces like crazy now. Oh, I gotta I gotta get off my butt and start writing more hardcore because I I just finished and submitted last week the Virtual Boy to the printing printing company, mm -hmm. so it's being printed now. And I'm going back and forth with the uh, the printer, like refining certain things. Like if they find an image that isn't perfect, they'll let me know. That's why my books look so great. Is because like I have like a, a company that goes back and forth with me and goes, "Hey, did you notice this?" And they have like a way of of like running like holistics on it and stuff. It's crazy. Um, and and I'm actually trying to get priced. I might be able to get the logo holographic, like 3D hologram. Ooh. Yeah, I, I pushed out a um a survey today and I asked people. I'm like, "Hey, do you if you had to pay an extra ten dollars?" would you and it was almost all yeses nice so it'd be like it's a 30 dollars it'd be like 40 dollars for the book or something but if they come back with the quote and it's not super expensive i'm going to mm -hmm. charge people zero dollars because i'm just gonna do it because it even better yeah exactly and the limited edition that i'm doing the um my guy my box guy got back with me and it's mm -hmm. gonna be a slip case and it's gonna have, be like have felt in it and oh, yeah, that's awesome. and now I'm going to dye it red, like by hand. And <laughs> it looks awesome. Like, and it's the thing is, this will be the first slipcase, wooden slipcase. And it's, it's going to look amazing, like virtual boy style. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I've done the wooden boxes for my NES releases for limited editions and they, they all turned out amazing. So this will be, and then I did that whole living hinge for hidden or for the hidden gaming gems book, which was really cool. But I think the slipcase is even cooler. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Virtual Boy book's too thin to do a living hinge, so we gotta do something else. And I did, yep. yeah, I did see the uh, response needed for the Virtual Boy book today in my email. Yeah, so that's where you're gonna see the the questions, nice. and then ah okay, and then I actually have the Switch collector in there. Is like what what game what are, what are you looking most forward to? And the Switch collector's in there. And actually, somebody posted that in the Switch yes. physical collector. Yep. I was wondering where they had gotten that because it was just a screenshot, and yeah. I didn't see you post anything. So now I know it's in the so. So can you tell us so far from the responses you've seen, have a lot of people been uh, selecting the Switch Collector? A lot of, since I'm allowing multiple selections, a lot of people are choosing everything. 
Well, that's a good thing, too. Well, the funniest one was is a guy messaged me and he goes, I don't know what any of these are. I've, I've Googled the complete Genesis and nothing comes up. And I'm like, that's because I'm still making it. <laughs> like, I haven't promoted it yet. But like I've been working on the Genesis book for like longer than the Switch Collector, actually. But that's because I have to write over a thousand reviews on that one. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a ton. And I play every game. So it's, it's like huge whereas with the switch collector there's less games in the book but they're bigger spread so i write more right games but that to me it's harder to write shorter so it's it is what it is but i'm also working on so we got the switch collector genesis book that i'm working on concurrently you know i'd like to do a 92 culture chronicles mm-hmm. so i'm covering all the year 1992 because i did 90 and 91 people love them um, so that would be cool to jump into 92 and then be able to reprint 1991. That would be awesome. Um, and then I'm my choose your own adventure series, twisted realities. Like I have not got that done yet. <laughs> I, would, mm-hmm. I would like to get that done. Um, I'm either going to do it choose your own adventure style or I'm gonna do it worlds of power style where it's just classic nice. style writing. Um, but, and then there's the NES player's guide to the Famicom, which people are, like, I already have the basis done with that because NES Oddities in the Homebrew Brew Revolution has Famicom in it. So mm-hmm. I'm literally going to do a mini version. So it's like a pocket Famicom guide. Which nice. Is cool. So, I mean, there's tons of books that I got out there. And everybody has been asking me every day for the complete NES that's been out of stock. So <laughs> there's that, too. So, like, I literally need to, to get on that and reprint. Mm-hmm. But... The Switch Collector is the next focus. Like, I got to get the Walter Day book done, like, mm-hmm. the formatting into the printer, which it's it's pretty much ready, too. And then Switch Collector. We have, like, basically two months till launch. Two months, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No pressure. I'm going to – I got to really kick it into high gear and start focusing because there's – even for year one where there's not, not as many titles as we see now – there's still a lot of really cool collector tidbits about so many of the games that yep. I, I need to just sit down and just dedicate, you know, two to three a night and I think I'll be okay. And we're probably going to end up having a JP section. Like it's, I don't think adding them to the, because it would end up being multi pages. Right. And I think adding a JP section where we go over, might be better. It depends, though. If there's if there's a way for me to logistically figure it out, I'll fit it in too. I mean, one were you thinking that if it was a separate section on the pages that it did have a like a tidbit, you'd put like an image that kind of references, "Hey, check the back of the book to know that this one's going to be talked about again." And or a page. You just and a page. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it would be like, "Hey, for more reference, this page." Yeah, JP's or JP section. Boom, like that, a tiny feel- little treat. I feel so special. I've never written or been part of a book before, and I may have my own section. I feel like my head's getting too big now. Well, I mean, you are the de facto collector. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, going from the source, like, yeah, that's where you got to do. Well, thank you. I mean, but it it is what it is. Like, when we go through this, it'll be be super fun. And the thing is, is that Volume 2, because I'm calling this one Volume 1, Volume 2 probably won't be able to fit all of 2018. Like, oh my God. so 2018 might be two volumes, so it'll be very, um, important for us to, to knock these out and get them out. And the problem is, is that I just mentioned, I have like 
five other books too. So mm-hmm. um, if only I didn't work a full time job on top of this, all would be well. But <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I hear you. We may have to just leave our. Well, maybe not you, but I'm gonna <laughs> may have to leave my job to to work on these books now. Just gotta leave the job. I mean, hey, if everybody supports and this thing goes crazy, you never know. Um, might, huh. might go crazy. Um, so I, I would say it's now time to go into pickups. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, I got let's a do lot it. less than you. I'll say that much. I only have 20, so it's not too bad. I actually have four and a bonus. Um, the mm-hmm. bonus, I sent JP a picture. I, I bought an eight cubby, an eight, an eight square cubby, uh, giant shelving that I got at Walmart today which matches mm-hmm. our four one that I have in my bedroom, so it's the same color. But it, it's in my closet, and there's room now for me to display all of my Switch games. So, And then all my my collector editions. And my wife wanted me to remove, because I was starting to take over in there, slowly but surely. Um, so now I'm only... Re- I'm relegated now to one shelf again for my Switch stuff downstairs. So, mm-hmm. Which is literally all my cartridges with the Switch collector, treasure chest... And the um the switch collector arcade and <laughs> I like plug in the but but um but yeah like I have my nice nice display which looks really cool um and I actually have some of my book stuff with it too like some of my releases like I have <laughs> like custom Super Nintendo controllers and gilded in gold leather bound tome versions of my books and I got some crazy stuff man <laughs> um. <laughs> So, the games that I've gotten. Um, first yes. of all, I did get the Super Mario Maker 2 Russian edition. Um, however, they I have to sign for it still. So, it's like they left a slip. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's a pain in the butt with me working that I um, can't get to it. I'm going to have to wait till Monday to pick it up. But I, I only got the, um, I didn't get the steelbook. I just got the little... Stylus and the game. Stylus and the game, yeah. Okay, nice. Got that version. So, um, my wife actually bought her first Switch game. Um, she bought Family Game Night, the three in one. (laughs) So she wants. Oh, the Hasbro one. Yeah, she she got Hasbro Family Game Night. She wants to play Monopoly. Yep. And we're like, we're gonna play by Monopoly for whatever it costs, or all three games. Right. Um, the one thing I don't know is, is it the same Monopoly that's on just Monopoly? I'm 99% positive it's the exact same one. Yeah, which is funny then. Why would you have a three-in-one that's the same price as just one? Yeah. Well, I mean, it came out much later, too. Did it? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, this wasn't at the same time. Monopoly, I believe, came out first. I just don't know how much time between the two passed, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, we just... We saw it when we were at Walmart, and my wife wanted to, to play some Monopoly, and we still haven't played it, so that's great. <laughs> um, and then I got a double dose of limited run games in. Um, I got Bomb Chicken. Nice. In the mail, which I played we, that a little bit. It's hilarious. Uh, I was going to say, I think that's one I want to put on our playcast list at some point. For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's going to be a really fun little puzzle platformer to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that I got is Giga Wrecker Alt, which I nice. got. I got both of those because you know I, I again even though I forgot to get Freedom Planet last week, um, I usually double buy. So then I end up waiting longer because I'm a knucklehead. But it is what it is. 
Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I got in the mail. But still, like, my wife seems to think that I have every Switch game, and I'm like, I only have, like, 120, 130 games. I I love how... With the Switch now, people are going like, oh, my collection's not as big as others. I don't, I'm only up to like 150. I just broke 100. That is impressive for a system that's not fully three years old yet, in my opinion. That's Regardless amazing. of how many games there are out, it's so funny seeing, not funny, but so cool seeing people who are not normally big collectors even, and they're going like, I just got my 67th title. I just broke 100. I just got 150. I just got 200. And it's just amazing that this is what the Switch does. And and like you and so many others, it's I'm I'm only buying the games that I want and look what's happening. Oh, that's the amazing part of the Switch is that there are 120 games that I need to get. And there's even more. It's like JP keeps posting all these damn pre-order things and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, man. I I I'm, do, I'm not pre-ordering now anything retail unless it's something I know I can't get." Right. Like that's it. I can't afford it and I'm going to have to, because I was a huge, huge, huge NES homebrew collector. I have a giant NES homebrew collection of aftermarket mm-hmm. game releases. I'm going to have to count how many I have now. So I'm, I don't know. Do I have more Switch games than NES homebrew games? That would be interesting. Switch might be my biggest collection. I'll have to count, because I have a pretty massive PS3 collection and PS2 collection. But Switch might beat it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know if there's ever going to be a system that I'll have more for, unless I continue with the next Nintendo system going for a, a full global set. But yeah, Nintendo. I mean, holds, if you go yeah. for all your Game Boy games, good luck. But yeah, so yeah, not not to talk too much about that. But I am only. No one believes me, but I'm really only going for a U.S. release, just because the system wasn't region free, and and that's enough for me to say, hey, I'm not going to buy a PAL you know, Game Boy or a Japanese Game Boy. So I'm only going for a US one. There's about 506 to 511, I guess it depends how you're counting things, titles. I did not realize that, I mean, I guess I should have known that there was rare games in there, and Stupid Me says, hey, I'm going to make this even more fun. I'm going to go for complete. It could be used, the box could be beat up, but it has to have, you know, the game the gaze, the the box, the manual, and if there's maps or something, not the inserts, but if there's actually maps or posters belonging to that game, I want to have it. But to make it even more fun, I said, I'm going to go alphabetical. And I did not realize that there's some really rare titles just in the letter A alone. Yep. And I'm like seven, seven away from, I forget which one it is that somebody pointed out to me the other day, but I looked online and it's, I think it's either a couple hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars. So... My my collection may be either short lived or it's going to become randomized very Talk soon. About the awesome tater. Yes, yeah, I saw. So I, that, I believe that is a Atlas game. Yeah, it is. It's and, an Atlas game, and it's like a sequel to Quark, somewhat spiritual. Like it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like another version of the game Quark, which Quark was a classic. I have that game. Um, I you really, I really would love to do a complete Game Boy book. Like it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. And the thing is, I went on eBay as soon as someone mentioned this game because I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, some guy's selling it for a hundred brand new sealed. And then I look closely. It's a repro, a very nicely done repro. But I guess there's repros for the Game Boys. Oh, and then I looked is. at and I, and I looked at the original and I'm pretty sure I saw over a thousand dollars or a couple hundred. It was it was a high number. And I'm thinking I'm not looking forward to getting to that. So right now. I have the four in one game pack, one in volume one and two, and I just bought Adam's Family. And then the second one is the Pugsley Scavenger Hunt that I have to go with. But I'm getting closer to that Tater one, and I'm already getting scared. 
So, just for your um, enjoyment, if you're actually going to play the games, too. Um, I, if they're open, I want to play them. Okay, so there's something that's been released recently that's getting some pretty rave reviews. It's called a GBA Councilizer. And okay. basically what it's it's made by, I think it's game-tech.us or game tech. And mm-hmm. they're taking the Game Boy Advance, and I don't know if it's the guts or reproductions of it or whatever, but they're putting it into a console that has no lag, and you can play it in HDMI on a big TV. Oh, wow, and okay. And it's amazing looking. I, I saw, I think Metal Jesus just did a video on it, but I've seen previous videos on it from other YouTubers, and it looks awesome. And it's it's on my list to buy. I think it's... Tell me what it's called again. 120. I have it bookmarked for sure. Like, so you'll send me that afterwards then. Oh, yeah. I mean, Because what happened was I have a friend that has a friend that I guess for professionally, not professionally, but for his, he does this, I guess, on a regular basis. Maybe it's his career, but he mods existing systems. So like you said, so he takes an original Nintendo and puts HDMI. He yeah. took a Virtual Boy and was able to make it play on the TV. You can change the color palettes, things like that. So my friend had shown me when I was over his house a Game Boy that was modded with a newer screen, uh, like HD graphics, the built-in you know, light in the back. So it yeah, that's, pretty much that's how I got my, my Nomad. Um, I got my Nomad for my buddy Dirk, and he did that with um, a a new rechargeable battery and LCD. And then Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard ruins gaming. Um, Mm -hmm. he is doing a turbo express for me the same way. Okay. And he said that he said that I owe him because it's the worst thing he's ever had to do. But, (laughs) (laughs) but so the, um, the GBA consolizer kit is, it's actually not a kit. It's a consolizer. It's $170, 170 bucks gets you it. And you plug in a super Nintendo controller into it. So it's pretty cool, nice. and you could, it plays Game Boy Two and Game Boy Color and Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance. So it's it's pretty amazing. I'm gonna definitely get that when I'm going to start working on the Game Boy Advance book. Of course, I got Genesis and Turbo Graphics before that. Plus I'm just gonna every vote. Year I, switch. <laughs> I want you to do an original Game Boy book now. I really think it's a. I don't know. I just like the little boxes. That to me was enough to say, "Hey, I'm gonna you know pick this as my fun." slow cl- and that's the other thing is my goal was i wanted to get one game a month yeah. and just make it like a slow build over the next couple years if i go to like a a store that has like cheap complete games you know i'll pick up a few but i don't want this to be a race i want it to just be like at my leisure just hey one game a month maybe two depending where i am and then it's just like ah tater came along so thanks <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you got to be talking about Mason Tater because that that game is so expensive, and it is like almost a thousand dollars. And I don't know if it's worth getting a retro, uh, a repro one because no. then it's like, well, is yeah. it really okay? Well, you answer my question then. I would almost just try to find some of those guys like that are selling boxes alone, and you could kind of yes. piecemeal it together pretty affordably. Don't don't buy it online. Um, I mean, we're going to be going to a convention. Um, by the way, everybody that's listening, we're going to Retro World Expo in Hartford, Connecticut in September, uh, maybe two weeks after the Switch Collector's launched. Um, awesome. Hopefully, there'll be people there with with some boxes for you. And the last time I went to Retro World Expo, which was a few years back, um, I ended up getting a sealed Lords of Thunder for the <laughs> TurboGrafx-16 with the VHS and mm. a box Turbo Duo control pad. 
And nice. There was a guy who had a complete sealed TurboGrafx-16 collection there. So, wow. I mean, if they have that, they're going to have some Game Boy stuff. Oh, yeah. And I know um, I know there was uh, Chris Randazzo, who's part of the Stone Age Gamer podcast. He was at um, a convention recently, and he had a bunch of boxes folded up just for sale. So at a nice. convention. So I was like, people do that all the time. You just have to go first day. Like yeah. while, while we're setting up my table, we oh, go that's, around. That's, that's what I love about being, I don't want to say VIP, but being part of like the vendor booth because at a video game con in New Jersey, that's also taking place in September. I'm normally hanging with the video games monthly crew and I get to go in and help them set up. But at the same time, I get a first look at the, at what other people are selling. And for the most part, everyone is friendly. They let you look, maybe they even let you buy early and it makes the whole process smoother for me because on the actual day of the event, I can just sit back and relax and, and know that I already looked at everything I wanted to. And you just said a video game con, so let me do angry emoji. <laughs> Paul Solo, <laughs> angry emoji is everything. He actually I ang- him now so he knows. I think he angry emojied my like... He does everything. My like profile picture on Facebook today. There's <laughs> nothing ridiculous. He, like, I, he I has changed- a shirt. At, at, at a convention, at the last convention, he had the angry emoji shirt that he was wearing. So I think I'm going to start sad emoji and everything he does. <laughs> sad. Everything is sad for him. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's Paul Solaire's. Um, he's always, yes. re- he's really cool too. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, like, I love going to conventions. It just sucks that I'm in the middle of nowhere, Texas, where it's expensive because I have to fly out of a little puddle jumper airplane. Like yeah. airport, it's like tiny airport, so it's it's double the price for me to fly anywhere, and I just gotta mm-hmm. look for deals. So I found a good deal to go to Game On in Arizona. I found a good deal to go to Kentucky, actually, and that's when I, oh, nice. yeah, once I talked to a Lance from Retro World Expo, it was it was pretty cool. And Connecticut is close enough to me that it makes it very convenient. Yeah. Yes. So I haven't told my wife yet I'm going, but we're gonna make a weekend trip of it. So we're gonna go. I actually have an idea how this could work out very well where maybe her and I can actually just have the weekend to ourselves and the kids go with the grandparents, which makes it that much more enjoyable uh, at a convention where, you know, they don't have to worry about them getting tired or keeping track of them. So I love my kids, but sometimes it's nice to have a little break when it comes to video game conventions. I will have to say that, like, my daughter had a had a blast over at um, Retro City Fest in California. Mm-hmm. this january when we went like i brought her with because buddy steve deluca who did the goofy foot controller he um opened up his house to us and his daughter and my daughter played all weekend and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty cool watching her just like run around the convention and like obsess over a little famicom controller keychain <laughs> like but conventions are really fun and oh yeah and i think when my kids get a little bit older because they're three and a half and 19 months right now I think I get that 19 be... month on the freaking ball here, JP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's she's great. Don't get me wrong, but I I'm looking forward to more when they're they're gonna actually be looking also, and not so much you know I'm holding one or one is just running around. So. Yeah. Also, before I get into my games, you had told me that there was another limited item of some sort that you knew about that you wanted to tell me. Oh yeah, it's, it, it'll be after you finish your. All session. right, yeah. I gotta go. Through- <laughs> I hope everyone grabs a cup of coffee or a snack because we're about to go into what I got. And as you know, I buy everything apparently from everywhere now. You and buy make it from all over the world, including Russia now. Like I have made a new region of the world 
my friend, and that is Russia. So I'm actually going to start with those. The because question is, though, is there anything else out of Russia? Uh, collector editions for Switch? Yeah, there might be that we're not tracking. There is not. So, I, I mean, I feel confident to say that somebody was telling me today, oh, did you see the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 collector edition out of Russia? And I said, no, what is it? And it was really just the, the European release, just with the Russian rating system. So to my knowledge, there is nothing else I'm missing for Russia. If I'm wrong, just message me, let me know, and then I'm going to try and find it like crazy. Then he'll buy it. <laughs> I will buy it. So let's go into what I got. So... As Jeffrey mentioned, he had bought the Super Mario Maker 2 Russia, I'll call it a collector edition. It came in a special yellow box, and he bought the game with the stylus. And the stylus is the official one that was released in the EU. So nice. this is an official release. It's not a you know a knockoff or anything like that. But I also bought the Steelbook edition. So the only difference was it was a little more money. The packaging is actually thicker. So on my Twitter page and on the Facebook group, I did a side-by-side because the one that you got is a very thin box. And then this one is a little bit thicker for the Steelbook case. But that was from Russia. So now Russia is on my list of, of territories and makes me nervous of what else will come out in the future and from where. And if they have any exclusive releases. Yeah, that's going to drive me crazy. So hopefully... We won't we know won't unless we have some gamers out there that can check for us, that have yes. the knowledge that we do. That's the yes. thing. Yeah, I know, I believe in Russia there was Wii U exclusives maybe, but but I'm not a global Wii U collector, so I'm okay with that. But for Switch, if anyone knows of anything anywhere Switch-related that you think I don't know about, please, please, please let me know, because yeah, it would be cool to the- add... Because yep. I brought up an item last episode that was yes, you did. a new one, and I got an, I got one this episode that you've never heard of. I love finding stuff like that, too. Well, we'll see if I've never heard of it. We don't know that yet. <laughs> you never know what I know, but I probably sure. don't know. Maybe All you right. do. Maybe you do. So let's move over to Europe, because that one I only got three releases in. So the first one is a digital code in a box. I know, boo, but I had to get it because... I don't. I it. There is a physical release of this game. It's Dragon Ball Z Fighters, and for whatever reason, Bandai Namco released about five to six digital code and box games in the EU of the previously released physical games. So the first one that I got was Dragon Ball Z Fighters. The second one I got was One Piece Pirate Warriors Three Deluxe Edition. They also did a download code in the box, so I picked that up. And there's still four more that I haven't gotten yet. And I'm only waiting on it because I've only seen them on Amazon Spain. And I know the text is Spanish. And I fully believe that English covers exist. So I'm I'm slowly holding out for those other four. but So I won't tell you what they are until I get them. Okay, then the last game I got from Europe is a actual physical game. It's called Fort Boyard. <laughs> Fort, and this is Fort Boyard. And this is from Microids. It's a... Fort Boyard, the game, as if you're really there. Overcome all the activities and get the treasure. So it looks interesting. It looks like a puzzle game. I have no idea if this is a TV show or what kind of game this is, but it looks like there's a lot of mini games that you have to do, and it looks interesting. So I picked it up, and we may have... I do kind of want to play this one day because it looks fun, and it supports one to four players, so it definitely looks to be a party-type game. Okay, so those are those three. Then let's move over to Japan, because there's quite a number from there. So the first one, I actually am very fortunate to get, 
um, because I had a friend go to Japan on vacation. She went to a lot of video game stores, and I asked her, I said, if you saw this, could you just pick it up for me because I don't have it. I wasn't going to buy it initially because it's Japanese only, but it's the only game to my knowledge that actually is a bundle of three separate games together. So it's three cases uh, with an outer slip that goes over it. Crazy. So it is It is Japanese only. As of right now, there has not been an English release for it. But it's Atelier Rorona DX, Atelier Latori DX, and Atelier Maruru DX. So it's it's a one, two, three combo pack. And we've gotten Atelier games before. We actually have a new one coming out from Koi Temko and also a limited release from uh, the NIS store online. But for whatever reason, these ones have not come out and it's it's cool it, you know i just wanted it just for the collector piece because i haven't seen a three case bundle together and it was starting to get harder to find because online it was it, it was an older title from 2018 so it had sold out already but it's nice i got it brand new and i'm just happy to have it in the collection Okay, so the next game I got does support English. It is Clanade. It's a visual novel game. And the text is in English and Japanese, and it's Japanese voice only. And you can change it right in the game, which I think is pretty cool. Hmm. So this game is available on PlayAsia or on Amazon Japan. I think I got mine from PlayAsia. So, you know, it ships to the U.S., it ships around the world. And if you are looking for a game, well, now we have it. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Clanade is actually one of the games that Limited Run Games has announced that they're going to be doing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, about a day or two before this game released, Limited Run Games had announced that they are, go- they are partnering with Prototype and they are going to be releasing a U.S. version of Clanade. I think I'm pronouncing it right. So it is going to get a collector editions from Limited Run Games. I don't believe, I'm checking now, I don't think they have a date yet. No, they don't yet, but uh, it is going to be a collector's edition, so they have shown the image for it. It comes in a bigger box. It comes with an official guidebook. It looks to be a music CD as well. I could be wrong, but that's what it looks like. So if you want to hold off and you want to get the more deluxe edition, I would say just wait until Limited Run Games open up pre-orders for them. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I always called it Clonad, but Clonad, Clonad sounds... Probably clanted. Clanited. <laughs> Craziness. Okay, and then the last Japanese game I got does not support English, but on the Facebook group, a friend reached out to me, and the price he was offering, I just couldn't say no to, and it's Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 for the Switch from Square Enix. So we have not gotten a U.S. release for this, even <laughs> though on GameStop's website, I think since the launch of the Switch, they had it in their system yeah. as pre-orderable. And to date, there's still been no word that we're getting an English release. But you know what? It was 25 bucks, and, and that is going in the Switch collector book because it is playable without knowing yeah. English. You're going to have a lot of, just like with Hyrule Warriors, there's a lot of different leveling up techniques and different moves and different weapons and all that stuff you're going to have to deal with with like text. So you're going to have to have like an English guide to play it, but it's yes. very playable. Yes. And I've heard mixed things about how well it runs on the Switch, but you know what? It was $25. Why not? 
Okay, so let's move over to the U.S. where I have the majority of new releases. I'm going to start with the big box ones because they're the, to the right of me, and I feel that if I don't mention them first, I'm just going to forget. <laughs> so the first one is from the Nikalis online store. It just came out this week. It is Umihara Kawasi Fresh. So it's a puzzle platformer where you're using a fishing rod to get yourself across the platforms. It looks pretty cool. There's a demo on the eShop if you want to try it out. But what not a lot of people may know is with all of Nykalis' releases in retail stores, they always throw in goodies, right? They have the yeah. colored manuals. They throw a keychain. If you remember for Crystal Crisis, it came in a bigger box with like a like a Rubik's Cube, I think, kind of puzzle. But what they recently did is they opened up an online store. And from what I've read, all of those exclusive goodies are now going to be available only through purchase on their online store, which means the retail releases are going to be just... I want to say bare bone, but just, you know, the game in case. I don't even know if manuals will be included anymore. Mm. So I mentioned that because with Umihara, it was the first one where they offered a exclusive goodie. And it's a Super Famicom box that the game comes in. Didn't you get You got some the same one last week, but like from a so, different, from yeah, a different so, website online. And it's a smaller or larger version, right? It's like so, a little different. Yes. Yeah, so it's from the Beep online store from japan and they also had a super famicom box but it is different it's different uh size in the font it's different images on the front and back and the spine but it's a super famicom box so i don't know where the idea for two retailers to come up with this came from but if you are a true collector or i don't want to say true if you're a collector that likes variant i'm sorry that came out wrong if you're a collector (laughs) that likes variants it is two different boxes the other difference is from the nikala store it also came with a keychain, but the funny thing is nobody got the keychain, and today an email went out saying that there was a problem with the manufacturing and they weren't happy with the quality, so they've decided to redo the keychains. They're going to send them out to everyone who had pre-ordered at no additional cost, so it is coming. It's just not here yet, so yeah, that's something to think about, and I may actually start putting Nikalis as a limited publisher on my list of uh, physical releases because now they will have exclusives and they're also going to have exclusive titles not sold in retail. And the first one that they've been hinting at is Ikaruga for the Switch. So, so they, it sounds- um, Nikalis was covered in a limited games section in a recent magazine that I got. It's Mega Visions, which is like a Sega focused magazine. Okay. And they actually had a huge interview with Josh from Limited Run Games in there, and how um, the bubble may burst sometime with Limited Run Game with like that that model, and mm-hmm. some companies may not make it. Limited Run will be fine, but um, yeah. you know, basically they listed all the limited publishers, and there were some publishers in there that I hadn't heard of because I don't think they've done a Switch release, but mm-hmm. Nicholas was also in there. I thought that I- was interesting that they included them already. And I will say that their games, as far as I've seen, especially with Umihara, it is the same retail price as stores. So unless you're getting a discount through the Gamers Club, if you have it, you're going to be paying the same price as you are in stores or online. But now you're going to be getting exclusive goodies. The only downside is, from what I've read and heard from people, is if you live outside the U.S., the shipping tends to be very high. So that's maybe one drawback. But you know, for people in the U.S., I'm moving my business over for their games to their website because I want all those goodies and I want those exclusive titles. So I don't know who else may be... Actually, I'm sorry. 
I believe PM Studios may be doing this in the future as well. They opened up an online store, and I thought they had hinted at exclusive releases as well. They haven't done any yet, but that's another one to keep on the radar. And yeah, it sounds like more publishers may be doing this in the future, which you know I think makes sense because it's going right to them. It's not going through a you know a medium channel for their games, but it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens to the market. So. It'll also be yeah. interesting to see if, like, Umahari Kawasi actually goes, like, it's more expensive, Umahari. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe for the box one, but, I mean, it's still available. So if you go on their website right now, you can buy it and get that box. So it's not that it's gone, but you're right. I mean, moving forward, you know, you wait a couple months or a year, and that version's not available with that pre-order bonus. I could see it going for more money oh, just for I, that. I was I was actually thinking of the Super Famicom because it's it's uh, a Super Famicom ver- game is what it was and it was covered in Game Center CX. Well, mm-hmm. I just looked on eBay. Um, CIB is over a hundred dollars now. Of what? Of Umahari Kawasi for the Super Famicom. Oh, okay. The boxed copy is over a hundred dollars now. Which wow. It used to be like twenty. So <laughs> I'm just saying that people are nabbing it up because the re-release and the the characters. I it's, think it's not a common yeah. game. I I gotta say, with the Switch, it has that ability to to have those older games get a reawakening, revitalizing friendship. Yeah, revitalizing. That's the best yeah, word. Yeah, it's okay. really cool. Sorry. Right, so let's move on. So the next three collector editions are all from one of my favorite publishers. It's Limited Run Games. The first one was Another World Collector's Edition. The it finally came in. Then I got two Luminous Remastered. I got their Deluxe Edition and their Ultimate that plays music right from the box, which is, which is awesome. Ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I did want to just quickly point out that for those who don't know, the Ultimate Block Rocking Edition was limited to just 600 copies. So it was the game, an 18 by 24 inch poster, a beautiful double LP vinyl soundtrack, a premium rigid box to house the game, removable Nintendo Switch branded sleeve, a foil stamped, individually numbered certificate of authenticity hand signed by series creator tetsuya ah, tetsuya mizuguchi probably said that wrong it also came with enamel logo pin and a remastered keychain and i do remember limited run games had tweeted an image of of tetsuya signing all of those hand sign all of those uh certificate of authenticities and it was a picture of just like I mean, I think it was maybe a thousand at most, and he was just like just signing one after another. So I haven't opened it yet. I will be doing an unboxing, so I'm curious to see what number I got. But it it's actually really cool. I did a video of just me pressing the button and like kind of dancing to it. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty cool, and it's a box that I haven't seen that done before. They're so, constantly doing new and unique things. It's, yeah, I mean, they're kind of like me, where it comes to like they're just doing stuff because they can. Exactly. <laughs> like it's just it's just really cool that they do it. That's why I love Limited Run Games. They're by far my favorite just because like they just like they are they were like um you know what? We're Limited Run. It's kind of like Final Fantasy style. Is they're they were going all out with their with their first couple releases, their first release for the Vita that they uh-huh. did. And then like now they're like, "You know what? We might as well do some crazy stuff." And people are nabbing it up. Yeah. Well, you hear you also hear 600 copies only and as a collector i'm like oh my god i really hope I, i'm one of those 600 when pre-orders go live yeah all right so those are my collector editions and i uh, i'm sorry i will say that with the clonad clanad clonad i'm sorry i just don't know how to say it Clanod's i did get gone. a i got a pre-order bonus 
of a two-episode drama CD. Uh, it's all in Japanese. I don't know if I'm ever going to listen to it, but it was a pre-order bonus that I got. I just want to mention that. Listen so to now it in let's... conjunction with Shaq Fu. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. My, my CD collection is growing so much just by collecting for the Switch and all the collector editions that I probably have music for a lifetime now if I want to play one after another. Yeah, games okay. for a lifetime, that's for sure. Oh, my God. This week alone, honestly, is probably enough games to last me the length of the Switch. Yeah. Honestly. All 20 games would take me forever to go through. But here we are. It's just one week of many. Uh, but now we're going to go through the regular editions that I got. So, first game was a re-release with additional content. And that's Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. So, it's it includes story mode from Season 3 now of the anime series. It had all new equipment, over 40 playable characters. But what people wanted to know was, was it on the cart? So, yes and no. It wasn't a DLC code in the box. But you had to do an uh, update through the cartridge. So you can either buy this DLC to add the additional content separately on the eShop. Or if you buy the physical version, you just download it you know, right from the home page of your Switch screen. And then it includes that content. So it's kind of half and half, I guess, if you want to call it truly on the cart. Yeah, the next I game... mean, they're going to constantly be releasing patches to stuff. So, I mean, it's unavoidable. Yes. Yeah. And I love Attack on Titan, and I had just finished Season 3, so I was very happy this came out. Perfect timing. And I started playing it. It's really fun, like, playing as the, one of the characters in the anime. So I think this is one what that I... What type of game is it? So are you familiar with the story? A little bit. Okay, so pretty much you have these super beasts called Titans. Yep. And the world population has been reduced. They're living in walled cities that normally would protect you from the Titans. It was taller than Titans. But what happened was this humongous, colossal Titan had broken through the wall at the start of the series. And all these other Titans went in and pretty much just killed, ate the people. And the remaining citizens had to flee into another walled city. So it's like walled within walled. So the population shrunk, but the density of that living area was just like doubled. I mean... It was just crazy. So there is an army in this anime universe that goes to fight the Titans. So they use what's called Omni Gear that allows them to pretty much shoot out two hooks that attaches to walls or trees, and it propels them forward. So they, they maneuver in the air. And the way that you kill a Titan is you slash the back of the neck, and that's essentially what kills them. But you can also slash the legs, you know, Achilles heel, and make them fall, but you have to slash the back of the neck. So the game is you are one of... The new recruits in the scouts, so you're playing an original character, but you're playing through the first three season storyline. So when the game starts out, you're in boot camp, you're learning how to use the Omni gear, you're practicing on dummy like stick figure titans and whatnot, and then you're gonna go through the game itself. So it's a, it's a, I don't want to call it's not an RPG, but it's like an action, it's an action, it's like a hack and slash, similar to that, yeah, because you're hacking and slashing the titans. So it's an action game. I think the controls, they've improved the controls. So it says more versatile now. Uh, it also says deep in relationships with familiar characters. And you're trying to get the land back. So, you know, after you lose a city, essentially, you're, you are part of the scouts that go out to try and, to try and fight the Titans off to gain control of that, that unoccupied territory. But so at the same time, you're trying to learn more about who the Titans are, how they came to be, why you're in the situation. So I won't give spoilers away because season three really like opened the doors. I mean, they they revealed so much now that 
season three ended and all of a sudden I'm just like, wow, when season four is not going to come out till next year at the earliest. And it's like at that really, really good part. So I like it. I, I think it's S- one of the best. Sounds like it's very similar to like the gameplay and how you progress and capture things like Hyrule Warriors or Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it's pretty much going to be a lot of Titans all at once. Um, and it's just going to use the, you know, other characters, like non-playable characters going around you also trying to attack but i tell you it's awesome because when you're in the city you're i mean you're you're shooting yourself up above the the rooftops you're running on the rooftops you can run on the walls so it's very i mean once you get good at the at controlling the characters i mean it's it's a very fast-paced game and it's spider-man yeah you know what it felt like that like slinging yourself upwards and then it was just really cool because the anime to me is one of the best animes that have been done in recent times the animation's great the story i think is excellent the fighting is just you know it's just jaw-dropping sometimes so now you have the game version and now you have to watch the first episode maybe yeah you gotta season three is where it just kicks it up so that's attack on titan 2 final battle the next game i got is dragon quest builders 2 just came out this week so if you're familiar with yep. the games, the sequel. So I won't go too much into that. The next game I got is from Namco Bandai. It's God Eater 3. Nice. So it's another anime-ish uh, original storyline. Um, acrobatic battle combat. Multiplayer. You can play with up to eight friends online or four friends local wireless. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. So far, people who have been playing it on the Switch have been enjoying it. And what's really nice is... There was a pre-order bonus where if you pre-order the game from any retailer, you would get Tales of Vesperia costumes for two of the characters. So I don't know if it's still available because it was sent through email. And as of right now, it's not available on the eShop. Maybe in the future it will be. But, you know, it's a cool little bonus. And since I did play Tales of Vesperia, it just meant that much more to me. Nice. And is that like a a sequel to the... Yeah, it is. It's a sequel to the PSP version. So I have the original game on the PSP, God's Eater Burst. Mm-hmm. It's actually a um, the very first game. It's it's awesome. And then the second game was released for the PS Vita. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really crazy though because that was like and there's PS God Eater Two, God Eater Two Rage Burst. And yeah, and this is an action role-playing game with hack-and-slash gameplay. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's probably just like what you're... Kind of how you were yeah. explaining Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, you make anime games, that's the way to go, I think. But, like, God Eater, like, that's amazing. That, that's on my list to buy for sure, like... Yeah, it's the third entry in the, in the series. So, it's, yeah, it's cool. All right. So, the next one I got is a game that I pre-ordered last year... And it's from IM 8-Bit. It's their first physical release exclusive to their website. I believe it was $34.99. And it's Gone Home. Nice. So it no. finally came out. I know a lot of people... Another limited have... uh, creator that you got to add. Hmm? Another limited company you got to oh, add. Oh, they're on my list. <laughs> Ever since I pre-ordered this, I put them on the list. And it's their first and only Switch game as of right now. I'm hoping they do more. But it looks really cool. Um, it's a... It looks to be a point-and-click style game. I heard it's not terribly too long, but, you know, just really quick. So it's 1995. 
Oh, back in 95. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I threw it in there. You arrive home after a year abroad. You expect your family to greet you, but the house is empty. Something's not right. Where is everyone and what's happened here? Unravel the mystery for yourself and gone home. The classic story exploration game from the Fulbright Company. Go home again. So I heard it's not that long. It looks really cool. This is, you know, this is the problem. Like you said, you're buying games that you want to play. I buy everything, but these are games that I want to play. It's not just games that, ah, oh, they're filler titles. These look fun, and I just don't have enough time. <laughs> oh, that's exactly why we do the playcast. Is yeah. Like, we, we're we just going to try stuff, whether it be random or something we've wanted to play, just because exactly. there's not enough time. And we won't do it if we don't make it a, a priority. That's right. So the next game I got is a is half-and-half half limited release. So it's Cyvaria, Cyvaria Delta from Dispatch Games. And this is another one that everybody pre-ordered a long time ago, and it finally released, and it is releasing in retail, but online on their website, readytodispatch.com, they had a launch edition, which is a foil cover, and it included a DLC content for Cybattler DLC code. So I think it's to add some ships or you mechs or what. Cyvar Delta? Yeah. Didn't they release it in Asia a while ago? Yes, so in Japan, they did release it along with a collector's edition, and Dispatch Games was the exclusive um, distributor for the Japanese edition in the U.S. So I actually bought the collector edition from their website back in the day, and then they were releasing a U.S. version of it. So same game, but obviously, you know, English. Because I have a slipcase for it, because I have it, and I have a slipcase for it, and I don't know if that's the collector's edition, but... The slipcase alone, No. So all the regular editions came with that slipcover. The collector edition actually came in a bigger box with additional goodies. And if you're curious to know what that is, that's my very first unboxing on my YouTube channel was that collector edition that I did. So this one is a U.S. release. People who pre-ordered it online on their website got it first. And I believe it's coming out later this month in retail stores without the foil cover, though. So if you like those kind of uh, first perk goodies, they they did one for Penguin Wars. And now they did one for Siberia Delta, and I'm sure they're going to be doing for their future titles as well. So that's another one. Dispatch Games, keep them on your radar. Okay, we're down to three. Next one is Senren Kagura Peach Ball, or Kagura Peach Ball. Yeah, the pinball with boobs. <laughs> pinball just got bouncier. So, yes, Literally it's a pinball game with girls walking around a pinball table as you hit them. <laughs> Hit targets and rack up massive scores. Bump into the girls to play mini games. So this is from Xseed Games and Marvelous and Honey Parade Games. So this came out in Japan. It did not support English. It was Japanese only. But now it officially came out in the U.S. And I have it. And a lot of people are enjoying it. (laughs) All right. The next game you touched upon before. I am waiting for the collector edition to come in from Limited Run Games. And it did ship. So I should have it soon. But I went to Best Buy and I picked up their variant cover of Toad Jam and Earl back in the groove. And one really cool tidbit that people may not know about, and I, I'm probably wrong in the, in the count number, but to date, Toad Jam and Earl has the largest manual for the Switch. Does it? And, yeah, and I'm typing it right now. I, it, I'm sorry. I think it's 70 seven pages about that length 
I mean, the, the you can look through the so case. Many keystrokes you just did. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It is huge, and I don't know how many. I, I think it's like seventy plus pages, and I'm looking through like the case at the top, and it's it's ginormous, and it's the biggest switch manual included in a physical release to date. So limited run games owns that right now. They own the record for that. So congratulations. When I open this up, I can't wait to kind of go through because at that length, that's like a guidebook, honestly. Pretty much. So I think that's awesome. And the last game that I got this week, well, since the last episode, is another U.S. exclusive. And it's, well, this is funny. It is an ESRB-rated game. It is Tokyo School Life. It's a visual novel from P-Cube. But it's actually exclusive to Video Games Plus retailer in Canada. That's right. They made 5,000 copies, so the minimum run. And it's only available physically through Video Games Plus. So it ships it ships uh, worldwide, so there's no problem if you yeah. want to import it. But if you are looking for a complete run of games and you like visual novels and you like P-Cube, pick this up. It's at videogamesplus.com or .ca. It's still available, but it's only going to be sold there. Nowhere else unless you count eBay. I just saw on uh, Facebook, too, there was a partnership with Limited Run Games and Game Trader. This is a Tennessee-based video game store and they posted like they had a giant shelf of limited run games so i don't know if they're gonna get exclusive stuff i don't i mean there are some retailers across the u.s that have partnerships to sell i mean anyone can sell their games but they they tend to sell the majority of their games so i've seen that elsewhere you're right i don't know i don't think that would happen honestly just because you know their business is through their website and to put it into one retail store as an exclusive i don't think that's kind of their model but i i I could be wrong, but I'm yeah, just saying. So those it are all my... It would make you nervous if they did. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll take a drive. <laughs> all right. So that is all of my games that I got for the week. And it's a good thing that it's Saturday because there's no new games on Sunday. So this was... So Siberia Delta was the very last game I could possibly have gotten this week. And yeah, this was a massive week of, of just releases and things coming in from overseas and it's crazy. I mean, the Switch is not slowing down. And, and and as you said in the beginning, the sheer amount of new pre-orders popping yeah. up, new collector editions, I mean, it's it's insane. Um, and I did want to just point out, uh, well, anything you want to say in this section before we move on? Um, No, I mean, I was going to go over to the newsworthy and talk about the, the crazy amount of pre-orders and just like, it's just crazy that there was at least two or three posts that you did and somebody yeah. was like, well, isn't there a limited run games release of this too? Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. Like, like, it was like crazy how many, like... It's, it's starting to happen where you're seeing multi-region releases of the same titles. And, you know, you mentioned, it's like, well, you should kind of mention it's coming out elsewhere. I don't even know that all the time when I yeah. make those posts. It's not until somebody tells me and then I'll do an update and I'll say, oh, just let you know, it's also going to be available through XYZ. Well, yeah, but you update right. the post, which is perfect yeah i mean if someone if i miss something and someone tells me i'm gonna update i'm not trying i never want to mislead anyone thinking that oh you have to buy it right here and that's it if i find out there's another place i'm gonna let you know so you have options i think it was like it was something that i was talking about on game talk over on game study one's channel and there's this thing where youtubers are posting their um amazon links and so certain critics or people that are critical of what they're doing think that they're making all this money off of all these links. So 
It's like posting something like that. Some people may think that you're trying to mislead people. I know you're not, but like some people may see, see that as, oh, you're posting this Japanese yeah. one, not telling people that Limited Run Games is doing right. one. Then they're going to buy it and put money in your pocket. And right. it's like, well, I, that is not the intent. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, I will say, I am an Amazon affiliate. I'm a Play Asia affiliate. I'm an Amazon Japan, Germany, whatever. I have no problem. And, I, and people can attest to me being honest, I will post GameStop, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, Shop for Megastore, Base.com, Game UK, stores that I have no affiliation with. If I see a game up for pre-order anywhere, that's where I post it. Because the key is is that you want to get everything, doesn't matter where. (laughs) Exactly. Like, yeah, that's great. You want to use my link? Absolutely no problem. But if there's a deal somewhere, like you'll see on my weekly releases, for instance, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, right? Just came out. A week ago, two weeks ago, I have my Amazon link because I'm an affiliate, but I also posted Best Buy because they were offering a $10 pre-order bonus where you get a $10 e-gift card just for pre-ordering the game. I put that there because if there's exclusive goodies, if there's pre-order bonuses, if I make money or not, I don't care. I want people to be able to get the game at the best price. So that's that's the business model that I run for my channel. I try and be honest and I try and let people know anywhere in the world where a game is coming out. And even though I'm in the US, I started doing a lot of what I call like region pre-order announcements. So I'll type in like pre-order UK, pre-order Germany to let people know, hey, this post or tweet is now about this one region. So yeah, I try and be global and I try and let people know the best place to pre-order with the best deals and what- The best buy. (laughs) The best buy. I do love Best Buy, I'm not gonna lie. Best Buy is very cool. They talk with Switch Core, they talk with the Switch community, and they're just a lot of fun. And and you see my Sky Picks every Tuesday because that's primarily where I buy my games. So even though I'm an Amazon affiliate, I don't get anything at Best Buy, and I'm going there because I like shopping there. Yep. So, I know something about collectors only limited company. We we talked about uh, that, didn't we? Yeah, I'm I'll be honest, I'm very hesitant. You know, I've learned now after Warren Collectors and now collectors only i'm very hesitant to talk about these companies it's important to mention that you know there's another publisher that's announced the game but you know what i've seen now is people tend to listen to what i have to say that you know they pre-order something if something comes up that's limited but i i feel bad you know when i you know when i promoted warren collectors because i didn't know anything about them i was like with everyone else and i said oh here's the pre-orders for their first games and then they turned out to we still have no idea right the jury's out whether we're getting those games and I have money in there. I mean, I pre-ordered just like everybody else. Yeah, but I'm very hesitant as not. all these new companies come up for me to mention them. Because, you know, if something turns out to be wrong, I don't want people to think like, hey, you told me about them. And you're the Switch guy. And now I'm out the money. And it makes me a little nervous now as, you know, as I continue down this path of Switch collecting and, and promoting all the Switch stuff every day. That I, I have to be careful of what I'm, I'm letting people know about. Yeah. So it's a there, fine there line that I have thing. to... One thing we're gonna have to think about too is that with the um the digital only section of the Switch book, did I remove any games like that, like that Warren Collectors may have announced, and now it's not out yet, and I should add it back to the book because there was a couple of games I deleted, and then we made the decision later that we're just gonna put available in the future or will right. be available with that with this group however it's worded but like i don't remember if i removed a couple games i know well, i there's did only there's only three that they've been, that they've opened up for pre-orders so it's very easy to double check yeah. um and as of right now they're really the only ones that we've had issues with or ongoing issues with yeah. um the other limited publishers 
seem to be on the up and up. I haven't seen any issues with any of them that I've pre-ordered or bought from. Um, but yeah, this is this is an interesting time that we're in now for Switch collecting because you start to see all these new companies saying, hey, I'm a new publisher. We're going to be releasing games for the Switch. They either have nothing or they have one game like like you said, Collectors Only has this one game that they've shown a cover art image for and nothing else so far. And their website was supposed to be live on July 1st. It takes you to like one of those generic, not found pages. Um, so it's it's interesting as more and more start to come up because, you know, we've one day we're going to just have to have an episode just solely on this because we always talk about it every week. I mean, there's always something to talk about with the limited publishers. But in my opinion, if you're a new company, you kind of have to do the super rare games model with that first game. You have to have it readily available already, you know, X amount, show the physical product in hand and kind of take a gamble on whether you're going to sell it or not because these coming soon, just announced, but we're taking your money now, I don't think is going to fly for much longer. Well, and my thing is I'm on the same boat as the owners of limited run games when it comes to... I really think that all these companies promoting it's rare, it's limited, that's going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, and it's the same thing with, you know, Limited Run Games, it's all about the preservation of, of this medium of video yes. games. And that's why they started, was because they don't want to see the games go away. And yeah. if they could release every single game, they would. Like, every mm-hmm. single, like, it doesn't matter. Like, they want to make sure everything is preserved yeah the thing is is that just promoting it because it's rare that's it's not a thing like they're they're doing all this cool stuff with limited run games and they they do it limited because it's expensive (laughs) right and the other the other problem with that is that with not even limited companies but we looked at skybound right with their four different editions of the neverwinter night the baldur's gate the planescape they had regular editions in retail collector editions of those three titles on their website and an ultimate edition of all three games bundled together but with different exclusive content than those individual collector editions people are quitting the collector business like the collector collecting business and i've seen that people go like i'm out this is ridiculous 500 dollars to get every version of these games and no one's saying you have to get them but you know as a completionist you want to try and get all of the releases and it's just becoming impossible i mean Every, not every game, but so many games now are getting collector editions. And these are from from the the developers or the publishers of the games, not even like limited companies anymore. Yeah, but the it's, thing is, it gets crazy when it comes to like being a completionist collector in an ongoing system. Yeah. And it's, yes. I've seen people get out, which I think is always interesting. Like to me, I would be like, all right, I'm just going to pause I got the first two years. I'll pause to give what I want for 2019 and then pick up the scraps later because you never know. And, you know, it's funny. I have so many people now going, you know what? I'm going just for regular releases. And honestly, like, it's funny because, you know, I'm a everyone knows me now as the completionist and the crazy just variant collector and whatnot. But I commend all of my friends and all the people who say they're going for regular releases because it's very smart and it's very doable at at that price point because if you're ignoring all the collector editions of games and you're just going for regular releases you're what spending 30 to 50 dollars on a game as opposed to 65 to 100 or more and you know 
a lot of those games are open pre-orders. They're readily available. So it's not the mad rush also, the stress of being the first online. So, you know, that's it's a smart way to go. But it's it's crazy that in the last two, three weeks alone, I've had a number of people going like, I'm done with collector editions. And you, you've seen it. They start selling them all off now. Or they yep. keep they keep the, the game itself and they sell off all the goodies from the collector editions. Yep. And I think, honestly, that trend is going to continue because nobody anticipated that the Switch was going to go this way. I'm glad it did, right? I'm glad it's very popular and developers are jumping on board and you're starting to see more and more games from developers that we didn't see in the first two years. But with that, the collector editions, the limited editions, the launch editions, the second printings, they're starting to pop up now in year three. And it is not going to slow down until that bubble bursts at some point, which it will. It, there's going to be collector fatigue and then it's, it really will just become, you just have to collect what you want to play because it's going to be crazy to try and collect everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm already doing that. I've been doing that. And yeah. It's just, it's fun, though. It's it's fun. There's oh, yeah. so many good games out there, though, that it's still hard to do, yes. to make a mediocre run. Um, so I think it might be time now to talk about the, the, new, the other item that you may not be tracking out there. Um, yes. So you do have a pretty cool item, and there was something that I saw posted by a buddy mm -hmm. of mine. Um, so there's something that developers get when they're creating games. Yes. And they can create their own version of Switch games. Okay. In Helm. So the developers get something that's called, an, and it's, it's actually the original developers got it. It says NX on it. It said the Switch. It has the original name of it. So I, I have a picture of an NX flashcard, 32 gigabyte for developers card that's out there. This one is is made by my buddy John. It's not from him, but it's from the developers of Sydney Hunter. So it actually has a ah, vision of Sydney Hunter on it. Oh, yes. And so, like, imagine all the developers likely have these NX flashcards. And there's probably various sizes. So this is a collector's thing that could pop up later. And this is has like a black label on it. It's an official label with an actual uh, serial on it. So this is serialized. So I'll shoot you this in your... Um, I, I didn't want to shoot it to you until we talked about it. Now I'm going to shoot it to you on, on Facebook. Because, yeah, you got to see this thing. You're going to be like, oh my god. <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't think you've seen these before. I saw no. I yeah I've seen the other carts that you know popped up recently on eBay but not an MX flash cart and I said it too. yeah <laughs> there, there are certain things that I'm just never gonna own like a dev kit I'll probably never own the black Joy-Con controllers that the first wave of developers got I'll probably never own and I'm you know oh, I've, you'll you'll find them because the thing is is about being a collector is if you're patient things come up for and a price. Well, and that's it. Or you may come across it at a convention or something, and somebody may have one. I mean, I know a bunch of developers, and like if people want to just get rid of their flashcards, like I'll be like, all right, well, I will preserve it. I will save it and keep it. Hmm. Yeah. So now he has it. <laughs> so that's another new item that's out there that's on another rabbit hole like I i'm liking you less and less each week as you announce these things especially the coin you it's like you you know about that coin i'm like you'd be the best person to help me get it and i and will. you're like Haha, look at this doom coin 
Oh, I don't have the Doom Cohen. I definitely yeah. missed that boat. Yeah, I, I have. Um, I actually looked in one of my um, Xbox One games, and I have um, a coin in in Fallout Four. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. So I have a Fallout Four coin in there, and I got elders like a few others. But yeah, I don't have a Doom coin. It would be awesome. It's it's three D. But fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it's. I mean, when it pops up, it'll be twenty bucks or something. Yeah, thirty bucks. Yeah, that then I'm not concerned. But you're right. Like the dev items, I think are just cool because I actually got to play a game on the dev switch. Uh, so cool story is that right near me, about twenty minutes away, the team behind Y. So X X Studio. Uh, who developed Y2K, the game that um, the post-90s RPG, like Earthbound-type game. Uh So they live about 20 minutes away from me in like the next town over, and I interviewed them, and they were nice enough to invite me over to try out their game before it got released. So I got to play the first two hours of it, and I got to play on a dev Switch, which is awesome with the, you know, I believe they were the black Joy-Con controllers. I could be wrong, but the system itself was really cool because it had all the cables in the back to plug into to the computer and whatnot, and it was my one and only time I got to hold one, but I think I think it's awesome. It's definitely like, it's one of those cool pieces that in the future in, in the Switch Museum that I hope to have one day, it's just be like, here's a dev kit. That's awesome. And you know you know these guys, so who's to say that this company won't be yeah. getting rid of that in the future because they're gonna move on to the next thing that they want to develop for. And that's how developers things get out there, is that yeah. all the developer companies, some are gonna be moving on because they're developing new stuff. Right. And the other thing is, if you are a developer and you apply and you get approved, you'll get one. So it's not like it's impossible to get. You just have to be a developer and be approved by Nintendo. Exactly. But I think it's awesome. I think those kind of pieces are just really cool. And as I collect more and more for the Switch, the games, it's very fun to collect. And I love having stories behind them and, you know, where they came from and, and whatnot. But now it's like the promotional pieces and the pre order bonuses and the goodies. That to me is very exciting because. You know, you don't, it's not about the monetary value or how rare it is. It's just like, oh, like the Super Mario Maker 2 lunchbox from Target. It's a Target lunchbox and it looks cool and it looked cool on your shelf. And it's just things like that 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 is very hard to collect for. So I don't try and go overboard. I don't, you know, pre order from every single retailer just to get a poster or whatnot. But, you know, sometimes some really cool item comes out and it's just, it's fun to see, you know, what's out there. To me, I kind of enjoy the historical archiving aspect i mean that's probably why i do all the books i mean i enjoy that part of it and i like the going down the rabbit hole to find all the unique and cool things mm-hmm. um i mean that's what we're doing here that's what we're doing with the switch collector that's what we're doing here with all the different versions and collector versions it's just really cool to see the history behind things that are happening and they unfold in front of us right, right. now it's so cool and if feels like to me it feels like we're doing like something that's gonna be talked about in the future that's the thing i've never been part of a video game community before the switch so to be part of it and to you know with the website talk with developers publishers learn about the new games be part of all those new companies popping up it's just really exciting because the switch is quickly becoming the most popular system um I'll say ever, maybe I'm wrong, but definitely with Nintendo, it's, I mean, it's right up there and it's just fun to really be part of it. I mean, every day there's something new and I get to help share a lot of that information, not everything because there's just too much and I don't know, I'm not 
involved with every single developer and publisher, but it's just fun to help spread the word and engage with the community and just, you know, make it more fun for everyone, hopefully, is what I'm doing. I mean, and that's so, the one thing you mentioned that's actually unlike anything else is the developers are involved and the yeah. publishers are I mean, Wicked posted on our you know our podcast episode and, and wired. posted a com- wired. wired 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 <laughs> yeah but, and and that's the thing it's like dispatch games right with cyvera delta i talk with them they talk with us they are part of that community and it makes those releases much more fun than just like oh plain jane game number 10 came out today and you know nobody knows about it or it's just like a generic release but publishers are getting involved they're promoting their games and they're engaging with us and to me that makes it that much more special to buy their game because you could tell they have the passion behind it as well. And they are, they are liking when people post and they're, you know, they're talking with us. It's not so much as just like and retweet, but it's actually engaging with us, listening to us, taking our feedback. And yeah, it's just a fun time for the switch right now. Yep. Um, so, so, so the next section is the switch book update, which basically yeah. I think we're still waiting on the, the play modes to be added i yeah i talked i talked with erica she said she had a few of the images done she i asked her to send them over and i think she's still just working on the last one or two that's um so i was about to start just pulling off of the back of like a box or something but i don't want to take what nintendo has done because when it comes to fair use nintendo doesn't like people like like taking their stuff but they don't mind Mm -hmm. you know taking inspiration from Mm -hmm. so that's where i like i'm trying to like make it look as cool as possible like the actual cover looks like a switch game box the book cover does like jp's already seen it and it looks amazing like on the back it looks like the back of a switch game it's the only way to do a cover like that it's ridiculous like i just i i get like that's why it takes me a while to do some of these books because I'll come at them in stints and I'll get like some inspiration and and then it comes to me and then like the there's a couple iterations of my Virtual Boy book and the last version that I have the spread really pops now it's like ridiculous mm-hmm. and there, it goes through iterations but it takes a while and it, it's hundreds and thousands of hours of editing per book it's insane mm-hmm. um so there's one last piece um. A game that I've been playing that's not Switch that definitely needs to be mentioned. I don't know if yes. you've played it. It's called TMNT Rescue Palooza. No. And it was released. It. It's released on the computer for free. It's a fan game. Um, I think they're using the Beats of Rage engine, but it's literally every single Turtles game rolled into one with every single Turtles character ever playable. What? Including all of the figures. So I was playing as Ray Filet or <laughs> Muckman and Joe Eyeball. Like all the crazy oh my God. figures are there. Like, so, like I was playing as Mr. Burns running, <laughs> like, <laughs> punching people and using a megaphone. Like, you could play as everybody. It's insane. There's all the bosses are playable, everything. So it's it's super cool. Um, I haven't beaten it yet because I've been playing little by little, like whatever. Because it's on my computer, so like in between editing, because mm. I gotta I gotta do things when I when I write and when I edit, I gotta write, edit, and then step away from it for a little bit, and then do that again and 
that's where I like I watch Game Center CX episodes or I I've been playing Turtles Rescue Palooza. So that's I highly awesome. highly recommend it. It's super fun. Um, love the game so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I know it was released uh, June thirtieth. Okay, so fairly recent. Yeah, and I know Angry Video Game Nerd played it on his channel. Oh, nice. A lot of people played it, but I definitely wanted to mention it here because if they could ever license that, oh my God, it'd be Uh amazing on the Switch. Because it's literally like all the. You have the moves from Turtles 2, the arcade game, as well as Turtles 3, Manhattan Project. Oh, that's awesome. It's more Nintendo 8 bit, but there are some arcade and Super Nintendo ones. Like you got the, um, the clay baddie guy that's there the fight mm-hmm. him from the arcade turtles in time arcade um, mm-hmm. there's also some other but i mean it's it's definitely better than 8-bit but it's it's like takes representation from the nes games which i love and, nice uh, yeah i haven't played beyond the the first main title screen but the so the there's an overworld and the overworld's in the original turtles one nes style overworld and mm-hmm. then you go into the levels and it's Turtles 2 or Turtles 3 levels or Turtles 4. Like, super, super cool. Highly recommended. For sure. Yeah, we have to check that out. Yeah, it's free. So that's the best part. <laughs> yes. That's a win. That is a win. Um, other than that, I mean, besides for this crazy Switch light that's coming out, like, I think that we got our work cut out for us when it comes to all this craziness. Yeah, it's... It's it's a crazy time, but it's fun. And I, yeah, well, I think once the book, our piece is written up and it launches, I think that's just going to be a whole new world of fun because then everyone gets to be part of this and it becomes more real. You know what I mean? Like right now it's, it's, it's to us and a few people who have watched uh, the YouTube channel when you were going through the book with me. Yeah. But pretty soon like, everybody gets to know about it. Everyone gets to learn about the tier structures and what goodies we're going to offer, what the book is really going to look like. And what it's going to encompass, and then, you know, it's it's going to be made, and then it's going to be the first physical Switch book that's going to start covering every single English release plus the Japanese or imports that you can play without it, and with all the other cool tidbits and hidden things that you may not know about. I mean, the book is going to be so much fun, and, you know, and even if I wasn't part of it. backs it is going to have the opportunity to contribute. Yeah, and even if I wasn't part of it, as a collector, to me, that's a must-own book. And I'm doing the collector version right off the bat, whereas like the NES and the Super Nintendo are getting it, you know, 20, 30 years after it was released. <laughs> and and now it's starting to gain momentum with people making collector books. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's freaking cool to be able to be like pioneering the Switch. And the thing is, is that all of these developers, like, I'll absolutely interview them. Like, yeah, I didn't I tell y'all, like, there's a, there's a, I mean, I told, I showed you, but I didn't tell anybody, like, who backed the Virtual Boy book. Like, Adam F. Goldberg from the ABC TV show, The Goldbergs, wrote a story in there. And he mm-hmm. just backed the book and wrote, a, and backed it to contribute a story. And it's That's awesome. hilarious. And the spread for it is awesome. It's a funny story. Like, he, yep. <laughs> like, there's, like, people that are backing that are part of the community. Like, my Walter Day book, um, Eugene Jarvis backed a contributor tier. Eugene Jarvis created Robotron. 
<laughs> like that's awesome. Like I'm just saying, like the stuff blows my mind. So, like any developers that wanna do an interview piece or write their stories on how they develop in the Switch is definitely more than welcome. I would love to have as many as possible. We already got a couple in there already. And it's going to be as big as it gets. Like, that's the thing. So I want to say right now it's, what, 264 pages. That's out the collector section. And that's year that's year one. Yeah, and that's how, like... How one, crazy is that? That's going to that's gonna be the pages. smallest book we have for the Switch. Not really, because I'm going to do that? volumes. And the volumes yeah, are going to be more than... 300 pages okay fair enough if you have a cutoff um well because like if you split 2018 in half right because 2018 i i expect to see all those limited publishers have a say in this book have a piece written about about their company and what got them into the switch and whatnot because there's a lot in 2018 that is when it popped up well and to me it's like if we're gonna set a standard of having full page reviews and then two-page or four-page reviews on the big games. Right. Like, I'm not going to drop it down to doing four games per page for 2018 so we can have it all in one book. Like, I want to do it right. So mm-hmm. having multiple volumes, if, if we got to go that route, that's the route we're going to do. And, like, I'll do yeah. volume... Like, so say this is volume one, right? So it covers the first year of the Switch. Mm-hmm. We'll cover the second year of the Switch with the next campaign, and it'll be in two volumes. And then right. so the Kickstarter will be for two books, and it'll just, it'll be overwhelming and crazy. And that's the only way I fly. <laughs> I mean, I'm still at the same spot that I was for writing because I've been wholly focused on getting the virtual boy book done because it's going to ship around the time that this goes live to backers so like it's because it takes six to eight weeks to print and ship Mm -hmm. so but the thing is i wanted to get it done and in route so that way i could focus on the switch book get it i hear you state of completion um you know the fact is is that right now about you know 33 about third of the way through the switch book writing we got a lot of ways to go so before we wrap up though yep there was something that's time sensitive that i wanted to just make people aware of if that's okay with you trouble okay so as everyone may know amazon prime day is this monday and tuesday july 15th and 16th right Mm -hmm. okay but what people may not know is if you remember last year on prime day there was a game in japan that came out called darius cosmic collection and there was a regular edition and a limited edition. And the limited edition had additional games from the Darius series not available on the regular edition and not available on the eShop. Additionally, through Amazon Japan and maybe um, one other retailer, they had a special DLC code for one of the Game Boy version games. And again, not available elsewhere. Well, history repeats itself. And this Monday, on Amazon Prime Day, Space Invaders Invincible Collection is coming out from Taito. So you may may or may not be aware of this, but what's really cool is they're doing it the same way. So there's going to be a regular edition with X amount of games. There's going to be a special edition that's going to have additional games that's not going to be available elsewhere. Plus, the bundled special edition, you got to hear this, it comes with a board game 
It's a board game with a Space Invader motif as the original artwork, like an actual like Monopoly kind of board game. You get official resources, so you get an interview document that looks back on the days and a collection of official materials that describes the track of the invaders so far. You get a drawstring tidy metal bag style, so it's a drawstring bag. Then you get a reprint instruction cards, five of them, of Space Invaders. But through Amazon Prime, or through Amazon Japan, on Prime Day, there will be a special Prime version that will include a DLC code for Space Invaders 90 from the Mega Drive edition. <laughs> so it's not going to be available elsewhere, and it's going to come with that. Um, on top of that, so that is going to be 16,800 yen. I don't know what that converts to off the top of my head. That's for the special edition. $168. Okay. I mean, so you, then you literally the, just take the, the uh, comma, and that's where you, you move it over one, and that's the decimal. Oh. Well, that makes sense. It's around but, that. Okay. Well, there's also a 23,800 yen edition. It is the Famitsu DX pack. So what it is, it's the collector's edition that I just described, but there's also a set of six premium plates. In order to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Space Invaders, a set of six dishes with a typical invader motif, and it's delivered in an original design luxury box. And the dishes are about 10 centimeters in diameter. Hmm. So three versions are going to be available through Amazon Prime, and it even says on the official spaceinvaders.jp website, so not... Not JP for me, but JP for Japan. It says that reservations are going to start on July 15th. Limited releases products are also sold on Amazon Prime Day. So that's definitely that 23000 set. But also, I'm telling you now, if this is something that you want, if you're a collector, if you like Space Invaders, go for the Deluxe Edition because you're going to get games you can't get elsewhere. And it did sell out. And I'm telling you, uh, Play Asia is going to have this, so they already have the pages up for it. Amazon Japan's going to have it, and if you miss out, I'm not kidding you. You're probably going to be spending an extra hundred dollars or more on eBay buying this later because this doesn't come out till March 20th in 2020, I believe. So March 2020. But I'm telling you, the Darius collection sold out, and it's a really nice collection and a nice box with nice Marquees material and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes for easily over a hundred more than what it retailed for. So. If you're thinking of getting it, Amazon Japan, it charges you nothing to pre-order. You guarantee your copy and change your mind at the last minute if you want. But I know for me, I don't know what time they consider Amazon Prime Day to start in Japan for them. But I'm going to be staying up late tomorrow night. And as soon as that goes up for pre-order, I am pre-ordering the collector's edition. And hopefully the one with the Mega Drive DLC code um, packaged with it. Um, I was about to very, ask you, like, which version are you getting? All yeah, of, you, all of them. No, no um, oh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Yes, because the text on the packaging for the Darius Cosmic Collection was actually different for the regular and the collector's edition. Yes, and of course, you know, you had different artwork on the back, and the game case, the the cartridges itself were different because all the games were on cartridge. So those extra games were on the cartridge of the collector edition. It was not a DLC code or anything. So yeah, I guess to be fair, I'm going to be buying both of those. Um, Eventually I want to get the Darius burst collection, but I just want, I'll probably get the limited version eventually just to get the extra games. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I will say uh, for anyone else that's interested. And if you can order elsewhere, 
The Square Enix Japan Online eStore will be selling this as well, the collector edition. And their pre-order bonus is limited bonus original stickers. To me, I'm good with not having those stickers. I'd rather just have the game. And I definitely would want to have the Amazon Japan, what appears to be exclusive of the Mega Drive download code. So, yeah, I wanted to really mention that because it's going to go fast. I know it will. And then people are going to say, I didn't know about it. I missed out. I'll be obviously posting links on the Facebook page and on Twitter when the pre-orders go live, both on Amazon Japan and on Play Asia. So I hope you're following me so you don't miss it. Um, And the very last thing I did want to mention is that besides Amazon Prime Day, there is going to be Double Switch Day coming next Friday from Limited Run Games. I don't know if you saw this, Jeffrey. Yeah. But, so they announced Rogue Legacy. So it's a platformer roguelike game from Cellar Door Games. It's getting yep. a physical release, and it's only going to have a regular edition. But from Screaming Villains and Flash Film Works, we are getting Double Switch the game. And there will be a collector's edition that they haven't announced or shown what it is yet. It may be similar to the one that they did for PS4 previously. It could be different material. But what I read is that if you buy both games, you'll get a discount on their website on Double Switch Day, which is next Friday. So stay tuned to Limited Run Games. Follow them on Twitter, uh, Facebook, their website. They'll be announcing all those details in the in the coming week. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a big week for, for Switch pre-orders for sure for next week. I and definitely have Double Switch on the Sega CD. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just happy to see FMV games coming because physically right now, Limited Run Games is dominating. They have Night Trap, they have Double Switch, and you know to my why. knowledge, what you know why? Why? Because Josh is obsessed with Sega. Well, like thank Josh God for from that. Limited Run Games, like his, like if he could just release like Sega games, like he absolutely would, and it's awesome that he's that he's doing that. So that's that's why he's jumped on and to get out some of the classic FMV games. It's I, what I love is that they're getting um upgraded and preserved because yes. the, the versions of Night Trap and Double Switch on the Sega CD are are pretty horrible. And mm-hmm. I mean, at least from Night Trap, it's amazing on the Switch. So, it'll... and the collector edition for that with the VHS tape in the library clamshell case of the entire Night Trap mm-hmm. game movie. I love that. And that's, you know, if Josh is listening, thank you very much love, <laughs> for Night love. Trap. Thanks for Double Switch upcoming. I can't wait to see what's in the collector edition. But yeah, I we need more FMVs on the Switch, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of them on the eShop, but just not physically. And I really hope they come because Limiter and Games did a lot of them. They did, right? Then they do the Observer. They did one, the Bunker. And they've done a number of them for other consoles like the PS4. And now it's the switch time. We need these FMVs. They're just fun. We so need these FMVs. I hope we see more. You know, that's a genre that we really don't have a lot of. And, you know, it's funny because previously the shoot-em-ups were the the genre that I thought we had very little of. We had Scene Mora X um, that came out from THQ. Yeah, I believe it was THQ. It was the only shoot-em-up game physically for the Switch. And then Play Asia and East Asia Soft came out with Dimension Drive, RXN Ryzen, and more. And all of a sudden, other companies started putting them out. So, you know, that one now has a blossoming blossoming number of physical releases. Visual novels now in 2019 are just like exploding. Every week it seems like we're getting one from PM Studios or P-Cube or somebody else, which is great. I mean, that's a genre that was dominant on the Vita. Now it's coming to the Switch. Perfect timing. But now the FMVs need to be that next genre that 
that we're getting physical games for. So I really hope we start to see a lot more this year of those. And that's my two cents. I just hope we see lots of cool stuff. That's all I ever ask for. Yeah. Okay. That's lots too. of cool stuff. I mean, and the thing is, is that you know we mentioned Toe Jam and Earl and Space Invaders and Darius Burst and mm-hmm. you know like so many classic franchises are being revitalized and yeah. My wife was like saying they should bring uh bring back another newer version of Bubble Bobble. I was like, oh, yes, please, Taito, bring us. I I want the physical release of Pang Adventures. Yeah, we need some they, adventures because I got I got that for the PS4. Yeah, limited run games release that physically. I know it's on the eShop. I it want is. I want I want that game physically. So if they're listening, these are games I want. Please make them happen. I'll buy them. <laughs> and and also remember our contest that we started from episode zero. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say it now. I think we just found our winner. He may have been the only person that applied, but. As we were talking, somebody posted on Twitter and tagged me and said, I tried to recreate the Switch Mania Playcast jingle in Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, yes. And there's a video. And you know what? Maybe I can't hear it because it's my own theme song, but he wins. So congratulations, Landon Wynn. You have won a special UK exclusive game of a Lego title. So I'm going to be posting that. I'll tag you on it. Hopefully you're listening to this. But you've just won, and everybody else, you've missed out. So, see, we're going to have contests on here, and I hope you enter the next one. Yep, episode 10, we announced from episode 0. There we go. (laughs) We announced a winner. And I'll use it at the beginning of this episode. Okay, great. So, you just find my page. You you know what? I'm I'm tagging you right now, so you're going to have it. So, that was fun. So, so thank you very much, because that's awesome. And... Now my jingle is an Animal Crossing, so that's that's like a milestone for me. Thank you. Exactly. Now people just gotta inspire us. You inspire us. We'll uh, we'll make something happen there. <laughs> All right. So let's yeah. wrap up this episode since it's definitely under an hour. Under um, an hour, like always. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for listening, especially all the way through. Um, yes, you can thank you. find me at HagensAlley.com as well as this episode, um, on YouTube as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Hagen's Alley and all that stuff. Um, and I'm all around. Um, I will be going to a convention in a couple weeks. I'll be at Classic Game Fest in Austin, Texas. I'll be doing a panel with Brett Wise um, talking about um, being a physical producer in a digital age. So put, like we both put out books and we're going to do like a little Q&A cross section. Should be fun. <coughs> ahead, I think so, yeah. Is where, it my turn? Where can people find you? My turn. Okay. So, JP Switchmania Check it out. We have a website with reviews, interviews, weekly release posts, and more. On Twitter is where I live, so type in JP Switchmania. You will find me. I've actually posted a few times during this podcast, so see, I don't even stop. I multitask because there's so much information for the Switch coming out that I want to post it so you don't miss it. Also, on YouTube, we do on I do collector edition unboxings for Nintendo Switch titles, so check me out there. Also, on Instagram, if you just want to see more pictures of my Switch collection, But I highly, highly recommend following me everywhere so you don't miss anything Switch-related physically around the world. And also on Twitter, I run lots of contests. So just to let you know, this weekend, 
we partnered up. I partnered up with Dispatch Games. We're giving away <laughs> eShop codes of Siberia Delta and Penguin War. So you can win a copy just by following me. And we're giving away Nintendo Switch systems. Yes, you've heard me right. Right now we are giving away two. Two. It ends on Monday night. So if you haven't entered, it's the pin post. Tag a friend. You and your friend could win a Nintendo Switch system plus a physical copy of Super Mario Maker 2 with the 12-month online membership included. All you have to do is follow the rules. It's super simple. Enter the contest, like, retweet, and tag a friend. And we're going to be running so many more of these. I'm not kidding you. When I say almost every week for the rest of the year, I'll be giving away a Switch system. I'm not lying. And when the Switch Lite comes out, you better believe we'll be giving away those as well. I know I'm crazy, but... It's doable. So please follow me. It's a lot of fun. Win some free stuff. Learn some new stuff. And that's about it for me. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week. See you next week.